Hey, it's Josh Williams here, and welcome to another bonus episode of the One Man Podcast, brought to you by AbsoluteComedy.ca for clubs in Ottawa, Toronto, and Kingston, Ontario. Check out AbsoluteComedy.ca for tickets and showtimes and lineups and all that fun information. And uh, speaking of which, this week my guest is actually headlining the Ottawa Club, so if you hear this when it drops, you have a chance to see him. Uh, Casey Corbin, good buddy of mine. We've worked together many times and for many years, we always have a good time, have some laughs. And this week we just get together and shoot the shit, tell some fun stories. Casey talks about a Broadway show he saw in New York, talks about uh, a TMZ tour he took in Los Angeles. We get chatting about documentaries and Michael Jackson. Uh, He tells a story about how when uh, Richard Dreyfuss popped into Absolute Comedy in Toronto to do stand-up comedy. Um, and I think even we, we rounded off by talking about, you know, uh, Saturday Night Live and some of our favorite cast members over the years and things that they've done since it's, it's honestly, it's just two buddies having a good time shooting the shit about comedy and funny stories and things like that. Um, I hope you enjoy, uh, just to mention as well, Casey has three comedy albums available. He's got Turtle Crossing, uh, Vampires Are Popular, and the most recent album that he just uh, released in the fall called Different Jokes. Um, so, uh, check those out. If you guys enjoy this episode, go see him live. Uh, he's a great comic. Check out the albums. You'll have some laughs and, uh, I hope you guys enjoy listening to our conversation. Yeah. Really? I was afraid. I was like, this, this is uncomfortable. It's funny too because I, I I assumed that by now at some point you'd you'd been you know tried one somewhere in a good life or something like that. No, I've never been in a good life. No, I already have one. <laughs> Why would I There's, need a membership to someone to their good life? That's where I'm going to go after this. I have to go to the gym. Uh, yeah, but they have two of the massage chairs right in the front. Every at least a lot of the locations I've seen right in the front area, they've got a massage chair afterwards, which I think is a little. A gross because a lot of people there, yeah. But more so the fact that they've just been sweating, and you assume a lot of people like you're gonna have fluid left over for one of two reasons: one, somebody who hasn't showered afterwards and they're just sitting there sweating in the chair, yeah. or they just got out of the shower and they're probably still a little yeah moist or clammy. I don't think you need a massage after you work out right away. Probably not. Probably not. I don't think so. <laughs> I just think it's dumb. <laughs> well, thanks for coming to to sit down and chat with me. I have no agenda for this uh i didn't even know we started yeah yeah i dude i'm still learning like you're probably the third one that i just sort of rather than intro you all throughout the uh the opening i just we just start chatting i hit hit record and we, oh that's all right that's good yeah. i like that <laughs> uh, who knows how it'll sound now i've given myself more work by doing that but it sounds a little more organic a little more like a professional interview yeah it sounds like uh it sounds normal to me i can hear it in my ears and uh i can hear it it sounds good this this, doesn't it sound good, you, driving the car? I think it sounds great. I think my listeners aren't doing that well. They don't have cars. Sounds good on the bus? I'm hey, kidding. how are these? do you have those iPod earphones that just stick out of your ears? How do they sound? With no wires? The pods, no wires, AirPods? Yeah. Oh, I ha- dude, I've never, I hate anything in my ears. I've never been an earbuds guy, ever. Yeah. I got AirPods because I had Apple credit that I couldn't, I had all the other stuff, so I'm like, oh, fuck, I'll give me, give me, yeah. take those pod things. Amazing. I don't leave the house without them. Really? Uh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. They they looked to me. I'm like, oh, that's a $200 thing that can just fall out of your ear and you lose it. They never budge. They stay I, in your ears. They're they're very intuitive, too. If you pull one out, it yeah. pauses what you're listening to. So See, I didn't even know. All I've heard is the, the negative news stories about these things, that kids are eating them. 
Is there, <laughs> there are, the, uh, the, pods. the pods? Yeah, yeah, they're eating them. It's a very expensive habit, and I don't know why they eat them. I don't know. They must be crunchy as fuck. But <laughs> they eat these pods, and um, that's that. That's they, the new thing. They have these experiences. They're yeah, like, you don't even understand. Yeah, I got a, um, I got a um, uh, uh, Tide Pod. Um, and uh, I never ate it though. I used it to wash my clothes. Yeah, yeah. You got it in the mail. Yeah, you get them in the mail. You used All to get used VIP to VIP samples. Used to get tampons in the mail. Now you get Tide Pods in the mail. <laughs> so. One is to prevent the mess. One is to clean up the mess afterwards. Yeah, one. <laughs> well, yeah, one's to get whatever the leftover water. Yeah. You just throw it down and leave it in. See, their motto is the opposite: an, uh, an ounce of solution is worth a pound of prevention, or whatever it is. Or, That's ridiculous. I would never. Not, I know they say an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, but they do it the opposite. I would never be a. Um, I never like even if I got a tampon in the mail, I'd be like, "What is this?" Yeah. Yeah. What is that? I always like Mike Beatty's joke about uh, the cardboard the, flute or yeah, whatever the cardboard, it was. Cardboard. Yeah. Remember yeah. that time my mother explained to me what that cardboard kazoo I had found was? Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck, really? I better go brush my teeth. <laughs> yeah, that still makes me laugh. Yeah, that was always a good joke. Good times. So you're here, uh, you've been here, you were here last week, you were hosting, you're headlining this week at Absolute Comedy in Ottawa. Yeah, last week was with Arthur Samian, who's a beast, and uh, and it was a good show. It was just a, a strong show. Um I don't even remember who the middle was, to be honest. And I worked the whole week with them. Yeah. Like, seriously, I can't remember right now. It, 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 it's out of my mind. I yeah. don't even know who it was. Do you want me to Google it? I can't I can't remember. No. I, I see it. I won't say, but I, I'm certainly curious as to who it would have been that was on the show. And you're headlining this week. I like to do these on Thursdays. So for anyone yeah. who's listening, you know, if you're listening six months from now, you've you've long since missed your chance. Um, well, you haven't. He's, well, they'll see you again. In six months from when you're, if you're listening to six months from now, in another six months, I'll be there. Right. So, but they're at the furthest possible point for you that they could be. Yeah, possibly. Just missed you as much and, and, and are furthest yeah. from you. What the fuck? I'm trying to find the goddamn the person angry. who no. was the middle? No, like I'm trying to scroll on the goddamn website and see. It was who. two people. Now I remember Sean Carson and Kathy Boyd. Oh, that was quick. Yeah, well, I had to think about it. Yeah, yeah. So, to, yeah. so it being Thursday, this mm-hmm. is your first day with your middle for this week. So your middle hasn't got here yet. Yeah. Have they arrived? No, Jen has not got here yet. Who is it? Oh, Jen Sicato. Jen Sicato. Yeah. Who's very funny. Yeah. yeah. No, Jen's great. I uh, Okay, that's going to be good. I'm going to have to try to pop in this weekend. I'm I'm out of town both Friday and Saturday night doing shows. Yeah. Where Cornwall, are you doing shows? Cornwall. I'm not bragging. Is there still Cornwall shows? Well, one-nighters. They booked like six months ago. I'm there with uh, myself, Jeff Leeson, and Wafik. Oh, that's good. Jeff Leeson's great. Yeah, I'm. I love Jeff Leeson. I love Jeff too. Jeff was on the podcast, and I don't know if you know this about Jeff. Um, it was almost like it was more. It was it was crazy. It's almost in fat. Like you know when you talk to a Mormon, then they'll talk tell you about like all the things they don't do. Yeah. Besides, fuck like multiple wives. Yeah. Which is, I almost think that they they banked everything. You know what I mean? Like a kid who wants to buy candy with his allowance and he saves up and he just buys yeah. a video game system. I feel like that's what Mormons have done with polygamy. They're like, all right, we won't do all this stuff, but we can get away with multiple wives. Yeah. Like, that seems amazing. Anyways, uh, Jeff has never seen like ninety nine percent of movies. Like we sat here and it's like even dude in just regular conversation, like when you and I are chatting and we'll throw like a little reference, like 
they were just going over his head. Like, and I remember at first I was saying like, like, you know, in such and such. And he's like, no, I've, and then he goes, you know, I've actually never seen movies. Like, dude, he has never seen, he's watched the Simpsons and he's seen like Ace Ventura, the two Ace Ventura movies, like, like 20 times, but he's never seen like Jurassic Park, E.T., uh, Back to the Future. Like you, you think like iconic Goodfellas, Jaws. Like you, you name it. No, no, this is so weird that you say because uh, we were doing a show together a couple of years ago at Absolute in Toronto in September during Comic Con, and Comic Con ended, and Richard Dreyfus came to the club to do a set. I remember that picture. I saw the picture, and uh, and it was very funny because like now we knew Thursday because like Sean came up to me, the club manager. And he said, uh, Richard Dreyfus might be coming by Sunday. He may or may not be doing a set. Okay. I was like, Richard Dreyfus? Yeah. Like, not, ro- <laughs> like, not, not like Robin Williams, I could expect, right. but he's dead. But, like, give me a comedian, like, some a comedian actor. Richard Dreyfus is not a comedian. Right. And so I was like, but is he doing that thing where now he's trying to become a comic? Well, for relevance? I'll, I'll give you the, the story and uh, just let it happen. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so what? I, yeah, so what happened was, uh, I said, I said, what do you mean he's gonna may or may not do a set? Is he coming or what is he coming? And Sean's like, I don't know. They just said he may or may not. And I was like, well, if he's gonna do a set, we're gonna need a bigger show. <laughs> and then Sean goes. No, everybody just sticks to the time and we'll be fine. And I'm like, yeah. No, Sean, we're going to need a bigger show. It's we're going to need a bigger boat. boat. Yeah. It's jaws. Yeah, and I'm sure if Leeson was standing there, he too would have gone right over his head and he'd be like he didn't even know. So, so then so then sure enough, the Sunday night, um Richard Dreyfus comes in and he's sitting there and I was like, is he doing a set? Is he doing a set? Is he doing a set, Sean? What's he? What's going on? Sean's like, I don't know. I don't know. He's but he there. was there at this point. He's there, yeah, okay. and he's with his people, and he's watching the the show. And um, I'm on the stage at this point. This is the point where we're supposed to bring him up. I was like, so is this happening or not? <laughs> and then I could see him start getting up, and they're like, yes, it's happening. I was like, all right, folks. I could see him working his way. I was like, uh, your next uh, performer um, is, uh, you might have seen him in such comedies, such as uh, What About Bob and Close Encounters of the Third Kind. <laughs> you know? yeah. I said, please welcome to the stage the one and only Richard Dreyfus. Everybody goes nuts. Yeah, People go nuts. And he does 15 minutes. And uh, I can tell you one thing from watching Richard Dreyfuss do comedy <laughs> is he might be a fucking fantastic actor, but I am a way better comedian than Richard Dreyfuss. <laughs> and I have no problem saying that. Way better. Yeah. And did he do like, were they, did they give him that five minute grace period where they're uh, chuckling? Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, uh, they did. He did some jokes about dating when he was younger that were pretty funny because he used to be like a really fucking. Cockslayer, you know, like he really? was a really a ladies' man back when he was single. Um, he talked about Trump, you know, anti Trump stuff, did some anti Trump stuff. Um, he said he's up in Canada doing autograph signings because, and then he pulled out like a roll of money that just cash, you know, like a elastic around. It. He's like, like, you know, and uh, but I'll tell you when I when I when I helped him onto the stage. Oh, you he had looked, to help him on stage? Well, yeah, he was because he was coming through the crowd. It was packed. Oh, okay. It was packed. And uh, he is an old man. 
You forget. Yeah. He doesn't. He looks like Richard Dreyfus, but when I helped him on stage, it was like helping my grandfather. Mm. He it had that same feel, and I'm like, oh my god. That's when I realized how. But old he was he able is. to lift that stack of cash with no effort. With no effort, yeah. <laughs> He's playing possum. That fucking. Oh, uh, so yeah. So so anyway, um, afterwards, I was like, did that just happen? So no, no. So oh yeah. So before, so Jeff goes. Why do you think he's here? And I don't know. I don't know why I make him sound like DeBonis, but he, Mark DeBonis is another comedian. Yeah. But he was like, he's like, why do you think he's here? And I'm like, well, clearly he's got a part in the movie where he probably plays a comedian who's a has been, but maybe he's gonna die soon, so he comes back for one last run, <laughs> and he makes a run, and that's the movie. Like that's a, and that's probably a movie. And uh, and I said and. If he's a good comedian, he's probably going to steal your jokes. And if he's a bad comedian, he's here to steal my jokes. And and then, so sure enough, while he was on stage, he goes, yeah, well, you're probably wondering why I'm doing this. Well, I want to know what it feels like to be like a comic because I'm doing a movie where I'm playing a comic who's in his elder ages and he's still doing stand-up. And I was like, and, and, and. uh, You're just checking off the boxes. Leeson is is looking at me like. Oh my God, I can't believe you called it. I'm like, well, what else would he be doing here? So uh, I believe the extra I gave him is like, did the star of Stakeout just show up, show up here just on a Stakeout? Because <laughs> yeah. he was going to learn to see what comedy was like. So he was there on the Stakeout. And I don't even think I said Stakeout. I said the star of Stakeout 2. <laughs> That's funny too. If you go yeah. to the sequel. Yeah, yeah. And go with the sequel. I was like, where is Rosie O'Donnell, by the way? You know? So she replaced Emilio Estevez. The funny thing too is that, like, yeah, all of that shit would go right over Leeson's head. All the references. Oh yeah! At one point, I was like, "Hey, Jeff, look at he's over there playing with his mashed potatoes." You know, he didn't get it. Like <laughs> making the mountain. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was, I was making Dreyfus jokes all night. I come to think of it, nobody was laughing at them. <laughs> I love. Well, you make in your act. I don't know if you're you're you do it still here and there at the corporates or whatever. Because I know you you turn over material. Um, the Harrison Ford stuff. The way you'll just do that. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, and over the course of the act, blah blah blah. Whoever that guy was, and it's always a Harrison Ford reference. Yeah, I love doing Harrison Ford yeah. jokes, and they're so funny. I laugh every time. It's, uh, but yeah, like that kind of thing. Like it was funny just sitting with him and chatting at first. I was trying to talk about a movie he hadn't seen. And I was like, Oh, well, you know that scene. And he's like, no. And that's when he's like, I haven't really seen a lot of stuff. And then just over the course of conversation, like you don't even realize how many pop culture references we make in day-to-day conversation until every time I made one. Yeah. And I go, you're fucking kidding. He goes, just smiles and shrugs. Probably, like, how I go, how do you live your life and never see the biggest things? Like we're not, I haven't seen uh footloose. I haven't seen uh Greece. I mean, it sounds very genre-y, but yeah. I haven't seen Footloose. I haven't seen Grease. I didn't see Dirty Dancing until it, like two years so ago. So you have a problem with dancing. Uh, you don't like I think movies I have, I, I think I have a personal problem with movement. <laughs> and excessive movement yeah. is exhausting to me to look at. But well, I you just, just named three dancing movies. Yeah. <laughs> three movies that involve dance. <laughs> but I'm trying to think of like the big ones. Like I, I probably brought it up on Jeff's, but I didn't see a lot of the big action movies until later in life. Like I remember there was maybe like a one or two month period. I was working at Future Shop and I was just buying DVDs. Yeah. And then it was right around the time where all these box sets were coming out. Yeah. And I think it was probably, come to think of it just now, is that Blu-ray and HD DVD were just coming in. 
And I think that there was a lot of DVDs were like, okay, they're going to go. We got to sell these, throw them in a box set and, and we'll hike it out that way. Yeah. But I was buying like diehard box sets, alien box sets. Yeah. Uh, I have all these box sets in VHS. They're oh, yeah. way bigger. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's the thing. When they, when they were big, right? But I, I can't, uh, I hadn't seen them. All these action movies, The Rock, like all these, uh, you know, I don't want to say Nicolas Cage, but like. Sean Connery action movies, all these. No, that's a Nicolas Cage action movie too. The Rock, I know, but yeah. I'm, I, but I was like, I was watching all these Nicolas Cage action movies. No, I was not. I did not watch Con Air or any of that shit. Con Air's all right. Is it? Yeah, it's all right. It's yeah. not as good as The Rock. It followed The Rock. But that's the thing. And it's the funny. Rock is fantastic. Well, it was funny because watching all of these period like movies from a certain time period all at once, and it was funny how you know that like uh, I think his name's Michael Bain or Bian or whatever. Do yeah, you know who that is. No. He, I, I was just in this this series of watching these 80s action movies and he was in all of them. Like just, it, I wasn't following his career. I just happened to be watching all these movies that came out years before and he was, he's in The Rock. He's in Aliens. He's in, uh, I think another one I watched, Tombstone. Yeah. Uh, like I was just watching all these and then I'm like, fuck, this guy's in fucking, he also played Reese in Terminator, but I had seen that before. Oh, yeah. So, like, he's in all of this. I'm like, this guy was, like, fucking 80s action guy, like, late 80s, early 90s. We're making an action movie, get Michael Bain in it, whatever. He's, he's nothing now. Yeah. I, except he had a cameo. Uh, this years later, he had a cameo in Planet Terror. He played the sheriff. Yeah. In Planet Terror. But isn't it crazy how he's the star? Like, he's the star of Terminator. He's the hero, yet yeah. nobody remembers him. Exactly. Because it's all about Arnold. Like, isn't that insane? Yeah. Well, they realize that in the second one. They're like, make the Terminator, make Arnold the hero, and then just move forward with that. Yeah, we're going to recall Reese's, you know, like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, um, so there's a comedian in Montreal by the name of Reese. Yes, Reese and, Turner. Yeah, Reese Turner. And I said, I said, Reese is a very unique name. He's like, yeah. And I was like, when were you born? He's like, 84. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. He's like, what? I was like, your dad named you after the fucking Terminator movie. He's like, what? I'm like, you were born in 84. That's when Terminator came out. Your dad must love the name Reese. Yeah. Yeah. And otherwise, what? Is he fucking big Peter, Peter peanut butter cup guy? Like, no. He liked the name Reese and then Terminator. And that's how people get names. Like. Yeah. They like movie names. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like um, Gwyneth Paltrow named her kid Apple because she liked... Uh, Money? Her stock's no, going up? <laughs> she liked fruit. Um, you know, so... Well, my friend... Uh, my friend... Uh, I don't know. I don't think you guys would know each other. I don't know why. I'm just like, you're both from Ottawa. That's Ooh, so I can lame. know people from Ottawa. I know. I know. My buddy... Uh, well, my friend Patrick Gardner, his older brother. Why can't I think? Sasha... Baron. No. Corbin. <laughs> Sasha Baron Corbin. Uh, that's why I went for Halloween one year. No, I didn't. <laughs> I never that's did. Fun. That'd be a funny fucking costume. Uh, I think his name Sasha Morazin is his name. Okay. But he owns um, one of the lighting companies that does like the sound and light show, Blues Fest, all these oh, things yeah. like that. Like he's very successful and he's a much older brother. But he's a big X-Men fan. Mm -hmm. And he's got two kids. Like one of them is the, named Logan Xavier. Oh, yeah. And then the other one is like Lucius something other, you know. But it's yeah. like, but it's like, it's like people actually naming their kids after comic books. And I'm like, can you, you imagine? Do it, you, you do, you name your kids after what you like. Like, can you imagine if you named your kids after artists, but you had no idea about the Ninja Turtles and you yeah. coincidentally named your four kids the same name as the Ninja Turtles and everybody yeah. thought it was the Ninja Turtles and you just got mad because it was always about the artists? <laughs> You're like, Leonardo! <laughs> 
The source material. DiCaprio is an artist. <laughs> like, that's the DiCaprio. wrong name. DiCaprio. He's like, da he Vinci? is an artist. Da Vinci? Oh, is it Da Vinci? Leonardo oh. Da Vinci. Leonardo well, I cracked the Da Vinci code, and the, and the answer is DiCaprio. DiCaprio. It's Leonardo DiCaprio, and it's, uh, who are the other ones? Donatello. Donatello, Raphael, Michelangelo. Yeah, that's... but it's funny because I didn't know who any of those artists were until well, years later. The Renaissance painters mm-hmm. and sculptors and artists. Well, I, I knew that. Though. I know what they do now, but yeah. at the time when I was a kid, I'm like, those are the motherfucking Ninja Turtles. Yeah, Raphael, I think is the actually Raphael and Donatello. I know the least about Michelangelo, Sistine Chapel, and of course all the works of Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah, I don't know. Did Michelangelo have a last name? I wouldn't know what it is. Um, well, no, but he was famous for eating microwave pizza. <laughs> And microwave food. <laughs> um, Microwaves long after their existence. Yeah, he did That's it so long funny. after. Well, Leonardo. He was ahead of his time. Leonardo created a microwave. He did. He was one of the, he was an inventor. <laughs> and then he buried it in the fucking desert, which is what Tom Hanks was looking for. Well, they, they were an ancient artifact. A lot of them buried their meat at the time to keep well. So he was buried in his microwave <laughs> with the meat. And. Um, we're not on mushrooms or anything, by the way. Just, no, <laughs> no, but we are talking about Donatello and uh, Raphael and Michelangelo, and they're all uh, artists, and uh, they're all also turtles, and um, and they're ninjas as well. So Richard Dreyfus ended up in a movie that's on Netflix where he pay, plays a guy in an old age home, and uh, Chevy Chase is his agent. They break him out, and they go out on one last tour. Nice. And he's trying to book them on the Tonight Show, but they fail. And Mary and Ted Danson's wife's in the movie, and she becomes the love interest of someone. But uh, that's the did movie. Did you watch it? I did watch it because I had to see if they made my fucking jokes were in it. Oh. <laughs> hey, you never know. They could have been on the cutting room floor. Yeah. They, he might have fucking. They probably they are. Didn't do it. They're like, they're like, we can't do this many Harrison Ford jokes in a movie. <laughs> Like, you also can't tell a bunch of shitty jokes and then all of a sudden have a good one and then a bad a bunch of bad ones again. It doesn't fit. But that's what I do. Yeah. See, so you realize that that's like when 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 Alice watches The Simpsons, he misses half of the yeah. pop culture references. Yeah. Or he watches a family guy and he won't get half the jokes. Right. He'll be like, Oh, that happened on Family Guy. No, that's Batman. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the that's the fascinating thing. For he me. doesn't even know that Adam West is Batman. <laughs> well, he here's the thing. He knew. Uh, I, I think he knew Animaniacs because he was like, I'd watch cartoons. Yeah. But I tried to explain to him like, well, you know the Good Feathers, the stupid pigeons. I go, what do you mean this and the talk? I'm like, that's that's Good Feathers. The Good Feathers were Good Fellas. And yeah. There's a whole play on that. Like I'm trying to all these different things he watched. Like, yeah, that was this. And like, no, I've never seen. It. I go, you're you're a comic. You're on the road. You have time to watch a movie during the day. Yeah. To get caught up with these. He doesn't even write jokes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not like where, where is working. his time? What's he do? <laughs> Actually, he hustles and books gigs is what he does. Yeah. No, no. He's definitely a hardworking dude. But yeah. it's just, dude, how how do you not how do you not know? There's t- there's time to kill, especially every now and again. Like I I don't sit around watching movies at home, but I definitely go to the movies a lot. It's like the only time I can I love going to permit. movies. Oh, I it's been but they're too comfortable now. That's yeah. the problem. Because my always my my go my thing is always get stoned, <laughs> then get a big meal at the movie theater. You go in, you eat everything. The movie starts. You watch the movie. I've I've been going to a lot of rainbow cinemas. Okay, because they're not comfortable. They're very uncomfortable seats. They're like the eighties. I can't go to these fucking uh, lazy boy chairs 
where you're just like you're in a like you're basically in a you're in a lazy boy chair yeah in a dark with a full theater stomach, trying with a full stomach and you're stoned and yeah you know what happens i sleep that's what happens i can't i have to go to the movies where you're uncomfortable for the movie so you can watch the movie that's the whole thing behind like um i don't know if i can mention uh mention whatever you want can you say breslin in this house <laughs> oh yeah but here's the thing one of the good things Mark did was he realized uncomfortable seating and a cold room will keep people awake and alert during a comedy show. And that's Letterman. He kept his room cold. I'm sure his theater seats were not the most comfortable. Right. Um, you know, because you don't want people getting comfortable because then they'll doze off. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I feel like that, but coming from like here's the thing, coming from like a really good businessman, I'd buy it 100. percent Coming from Breslin, I feel like he didn't want to fork out the money to turn on the heat or to buy new chairs. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's like, it's cheaper for me to make an excuse than it is to replace. But things. it's right. It's it, I do believe it's right. I was at Kimmel. Kimmel was warm and and the seats were comfortable. Well, that's Kimmel. But they he's also have good com- guests. He's a warm and comfortable show. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't take any chances. Yeah, it's actually yeah. fun to watch too. I don't find it bore. I. I mean, I'm not trying to shit on any show that I would ever do, but I, I, uh, I'm not a big fan of these sh- these late night shows that all they are is singing and dancing, and impressions. Well, that's does that make sense? Like, hey, I got a celebrity on, and we're gonna do impressions of other celebrities. It's like, what? Why talk to them? Why? Please. Why? Why? Why don't Why don't you just say you don't like Jimmy Fallon? Well, I don't because I don't like James Corden. Either. Oh, you don't like James Corden? Yeah. Well, they just sit in a car and sing songs. Like, I don't care. Well, that's I don't care. that's I don't like that's just song. ripping off comedians in cars. Yeah, you think so? No, they're not singing in the comedians in cars. No, no, they're doing jokes. Are they? Yes, they're having comedy conversations. Yeah, in comedians in cars. Like, like, Corden, they're just singing. It's like we got Adele here, and she's singing her song in the car. We have yeah. Mariah Carey, and she's yeah. singing someone else. Like we're just like, I don't care. Yeah, I was. Some doing... people love it, and I'm not trying to be judgmental. I just I don't like it. So I'm yeah. like, at least with Kimmel, I, find... I just don't like him. Yeah, I don't. He's fake. He's an asshole. He's notorious. He's Is he really? Yes, you can Google. Uh, like Google about him in England, uh, and and realize what he was like in England before he moved to America. Was he jerking off in hotel rooms in front he, of people? No, he was no, just he was just an asshole. Yeah. And I know people that know him and have worked with him on things, and they've told me he's he's an asshole. Yeah. And uh, so I was like, yeah, but his his uh, karaoke carpool with, yeah, yeah, yeah. with Paul McCartney was one of the best things uh, that was just fantastic. I enjoyed it very much. Yeah. See, so I, I hate it. I hate it when so I hate when he's like, "Oh, I want to sing with Queen," so he gets to sing a song with Queen. I'm like, "Fuck off." Yeah. Yeah. I hate people that use their shows to live out their, their dreams. Own agendas. Yeah. You know. Whereas Fallon, Fallon is it is the Tonight Show's entertaining towards the, the market that he's entertaining. Right. Uh, I feel like he's Ellen at night. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's what I want. I don't want, uh, you know what? I don't want to listen to Jimmy Kimmel fucking talk politics every fucking episode. No, I don't either. I, I look at, this is what I like about Kimmel because I don't watch, I don't, I don't watch TV. So yeah. I don't see them live anyways. I'm not like every night this is my show. Yeah. I know that for some people, all of these are. I see the YouTube clips where it's like segments. Yeah. That's I what find, I like to watch too. Yeah. yeah. So I like Kimmel's segments much better than the other ones. Like I like the celebrities read mean tweets. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, that's a great gag. Yeah. I love the, we ate all your candy from Halloween. You know what I mean? So I like the Kimmel segments where if you go to Fallon, what are you going to see? Probably a celebrity doing an impression of another celebrity. 
probably a dance off between two celebrities. Probably, uh, I it's just it just it's always what about when they cra- what dancing. about what about when they crash eggs on their heads? I haven't seen that. Oh, that's good. So as far as I'm concerned, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like as far as I knew, uh, all it is is singing and dancing with celebrities because that's all the stuff that ever comes up on YouTube. So I find it. That I guess that's what it is, and I it goes back to my I've never seen Grease, Footloose. Maybe I just really yeah, maybe I hate singing Dan- and dancing. Singing and dancing, I, I think could you be. Do. I might have a thing against it. I didn't think I did. I don't mind musicals. I what? love Book of Mormon. That's not really a musical. Though, yes, it? it is. Oh yeah, so well, I guess Book South of Park, Mormon. They won bigger the batter, party for it. Bigger, better, and better is also oh, a musical. Yeah. Well, 100%. here's well, here's the thing too is that. Uh, Trey Parker is a big, big musical background guy, mm-hmm. and. All of the stuff they tried to make, you know, the bigger, longer, uncut, that was musical. Team America had a lot of musical yes. moments in it. Um, yeah, and of course, Book of Mormon, a giant musical. They actually wrote that with the Avenue Q guy. They I don't were, even know who Avenue Q so is. So you know that Broadway show where it's like a fucked up raw Sesame Street? No. Oh, you never heard of it? No. It's a musical called Avenue Q, and it's like, think of Sesame Street if it was like R-rated and stuff. And it was like immensely popular. And it was funny because one night after I think that they were, they went to go see Avenue Q and the guy found out like the, the director or whatever found out that Trey Parker, Matt Stone were there. So he like wanted to meet them afterwards. Yeah. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure on the details of how they met, but they met after them seeing Avenue Q. Okay. They were sitting down there like, Hey man, that was great. Blah, blah, blah. And they're chatting about how they wanted to write a musical. And, and they're like, so what's, what's next for you? He's like, well, it's, you know what? We, I've, I've always wanted to write a musical about like, you know, Robert Smith and Mormons. And they're like, we, we have always wanted to write a musical. And so they decided let's do this together then. Yeah. And they, they came up with book of Mormon, which of course won the Tony for best musical. Yeah. The year it came out and it was just unbelievably well, well received, but they always write these just, just dumb shit. And it's funny because when South Park did their musical bigger, longer, uncut, then all of a sudden family guy, every episode had to have a musical number. And, well, family guys, you know, nothing original about it anyways. Yeah. Like, but, you know, for a while, Seth MacFarlane was popular in Hollywood because he threw really good parties. Oh, really? That's yeah. why? That's around the time where he got, got to host the Oscars. Right. Yeah, around that time. Because I'd heard from people like, oh, yeah, he hosts really good parties. His parties are really good. You know, which is funny because like, a couple of years before that, he was at the M- MMVAs, the Much Music Video Awards, and he was by himself. And he oh, was yeah? just there and nobody was talking to him and like. You know, I remember Eddie Delaselfi was like, "Hey, aren't you?" Uh, you know, <laughs> Eddie Delaselfi. Yeah, and well, they got a selfie together. So you know that uh, that was something. But um, yeah, yeah, family. You know, uh, Footloose doesn't have a lot of singalongs together. Um, it's just more about the dance. Footloose is more about a town that's that's banned well, no, dancing. Well, yeah, that, that's the thing is there's not there's no there's very little dancing in Footloose. It's banned. Yeah, it's not till the end there's dancing. Where he's like, nobody well, there's puts one baby part. in a corner. Well, I know there's, that's no, dirty that's dancing. Dirty dancing. <laughs> that's a, like, that would be funny if I did a take on what I think these movies are like, and I just I just mash grease, footloose, and dirty dancing together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then 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 uh, yeah, grease doesn't really stand up as much as that because there's a part where you know um, uh, there's a song where they sing, and he's telling them about the girl that he's smooth in the summer. Yeah. And he's like, hey, tell, tell, tell me more. more tell yeah, me and more. The, did she put up a fight? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he's Baby, like, it's cold outside. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a rape, a little rapey. Yeah. You know? And uh, but then you realize it's like John Travolta would never rape a woman. He's gay. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So um but He right. wouldn't even get a massage from one. No, he wouldn't even get a massage from that chair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The chair's too much. Too sciencey. Um so the uh, have you ever been to a Broadway play? 
No. No, because no. I've only been in New York for a day. I'm going again in a few uh, weeks. Okay. But again, I'm I'm going for like an evening and a day. Yeah. What so, are you going down to do? Uh, my buddy Pulver's is recording his 400th uh, episode of his podcast. They're doing it live at Gotham. So, oh, that's yeah, cool. That's yeah, I'm cool. Go down. I, I don't get to see him very often. So it's an excuse to go down and celebrate with him, whatever. And then, uh, yeah. And then I'm going to spend the next day. In, uh, in New York. I got a couple other guys going with Mikey from the, the club. Mike LeBlanc's going to come with me. And, oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah, and uh, Nick Pro. Oh, fuck that. You know, that'd be great. Like, you should go when the Islanders are playing. It's like they're in the playoffs. Well, they play Friday night and they play uh, Sunday. Yeah. But anyway, that that's great. Like, um, I've seen one Broadway play. I saw uh, A Bronx Tale. Okay. And it's it was just a one-man play. It was like Chaz, uh, the guy who wrote the, the, the Bronx Tale story. And in the movie, he plays Sonny, then they meet the main ga- the gangster. But in this movie, he plays everyone. Oh, okay. And it's just, he just tells a story and like, he'll just switch his fingers up and then he's someone else because someone talks like this and then <laughs> someone talks like this. And, and it's just like, and it's, it was mind blowing how amazing it was. And because I've always been a fan of the movie. And then to see, you know, because he, the story was he was doing, uh, this one man show a Bronx tale in dinner theater and De Niro went and saw it and De Niro loved it. He's like, we're going to make this a movie. And he's like, okay. And he, and, and he goes, uh, and he goes, but I want to play the father. And he, and, and, uh, and Sonny was like, you don't want to play. You don't want to play. I mean, Chaz was like, you don't want to play Sonny. Like, I played that guy enough. I want to play this, the father, the hardworking man, the guy that's not involved with the mob. Yeah. You play Sonny. You be Sonny. And then he goes, and I'll direct it, you know. And is this pa- Chaz Palmintero? Yeah, so, yeah. So Chaz is actually the one who wrote a Bronx Tale. He, yeah, he wrote a Bronx he Tale. A, so he got into movies because of De Niro scene. De Niro him. saw him do the one-man play, wow. a Bronx Tale, and said this would be a fantastic movie, and then they adapted it into the film that it became, which is a great one-off mob movie. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, and De Niro plays the father of the kid, and uh, it's just a fucking great movie, and an even better play. So that's cool. I wanted to see the thing was what I wanted to see Book of Mormon, and uh, I just it was sold out for the longest time. So like you're they're like you can stand around and get standby tickets. I'm like I'm not gonna if I have one day in New York, I'm not standing outside the theater for for three hours waiting to yeah get a ticket and then spend another couple hours inside. I saw it here in Ottawa. I saw the the on tour version. Yeah. That was not. Uh, I mean, the story was funny. Yeah. But I would lot rather have seen it with like Josh Gad and Andrew Rannells, who were like the original guys doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In, in Broadway, you, in Toronto, you get some famous people sometimes come up and do the ones in Toronto. Yeah, but I think they're mostly just Toronto actors and stuff like that. Well, didn't didn't like at one point Katrev get looked at for playing the Elder Cunningham or whatever? I have no I think, idea. I think Katrev was something a long time ago. Then there was another guy who was going to be uh, playing it. Another another relatively well-known person but i don't think uh i don't think that ended up happening um i remember crystal and i years ago were planning a trip to uh to new york uh where we were looking at it and it was like i asked her if, like if there's something you could see on on broadway what would you like to see and she said cats uh she's not a cat per- <laughs> look on your face she's not a cat person Ugh. but it was just one of those when she was young that was the big thing yeah. so she was like every and it's been around for so long yeah and i go okay well let me see if i can find it and the funny thing was um, it was not on Broadway anymore, but I saw like, Hey, see cats on tour. So I was like, yeah. Oh, well, where is it going to be? I click on it. I'm like, Holy fuck. It's going to be in Ottawa in like two weeks from now. 
Will you take her to see the And cats? it was on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, so how cool of a, a thing would that be? It's like, it's like, oh, honey, it's not. I just remember telling her, I'm like, it's not available. Uh, it's not, it's not on Broadway anymore. We can't see it there. But I got the tickets. And the funny thing was here, I'm just going to give a pro tip for yourself and for anybody else listening is um, I remember I Googled it like cats at the National Arts Center and every, <laughs> she's messaging me now. Huh. Uh, ears burning. Um, I remember uh, I Googled it like cats on at National Arts Center and I was getting like, you know, I wasn't looking at the site. I was just clicking on it and it's showing me the seats and it's like 190 bucks for like nosebleeds, yeah. you know, and then like 300 if I wanted to be in the middle section. I'm like, Jesus Christ, couldn't even buy up front for some reason. I was like, oh, this sucks. So I'm like, this can't be right. And then I, I go to click on the tickets, like the nosebleeds and then it's like servicing fees. And I'm like, how is this? I Google again. I go, this is not, this is not national arts. Oh, I'm like, it's a ticket hub. Something. I'm like, oh, fuck that. I Google it again. Click on the first thing. Again, I'm, the tickets are crazy expensive. It's all these service fees. I'm like, what the fuck? So eventually, I'm okay. I'm clearly. I, I want to. I'm just National Arts Center. That's all I did. National Arts Center. Boom. Okay. Now I'm on the NAC's website. Yeah. Okay. And I'm looking. All right. Oh, there's cats. Click buy tickets. And I got front row center for seventy or eighty bucks a ticket. Cool. So I'm like. Well, for what it's worth, if anyone's ever looking for tickets for something, yeah. don't go, don't just Google the ticket name because you're going to end up going through a site. I mean, clearly for nosebleeds, they were tacking on, you know, another oh, 250 yeah. bucks. It's yeah. like, no, that's, and that's all service. This is all going to these, fuck that. Go to, if you any tickets, go to the venues website. Yeah. Just to avoid potentially getting stuck in something that's selling you. Cause I'm like, dude, I was like two, three pages deep. Couldn't find the NAC's website and all that stuff. Yeah. Like on just searching cats. Anyways, whatever. Sorry. Long winded story. But at the end of the day, if you're looking for tickets, you can find them better at going to the venue than, than Googling that event. Yeah. Cause odds are you're going to go, you know, one of those other places, stub hub or something where they yeah. tell you you're getting them for a better price. Like, no, I don't think so. No, you're never, never, never. Stub hubs all American. Yeah. And then, so it's all American prices. Oh, $6 is great. No, it's not. Yeah. It's more than you think. Yeah. Yeah. Because then they tack the service fees and all that shit. It's on. all horse shit. So you saw Broadway. Was it, was it a good experience on Broadway? Like, obviously, it was a good play. Yeah, it was a great play. Great experience. Um, I, I wanted always, like, I only went to New York once. I always wanted to go to a Broadway play. Broadway was on strike when I was there. Uh, but the strike ended on my, like, last night. And um, my friend worked at a bar across the street from where the Bronx Tell Theater was. So that all the theater workers are regulars at the bar and same with Chaz. So she got me a free ticket thanks to one of the grips or something like that. Or, nice. And um, yeah, so I went to and sat in the balcony and watched this, watched this whole thing unfold for free. And, and uh, I still have the playbill and I still have the ticket. Oh, yeah? And, uh, yeah I keep all that stuff. No, I do too. And um and yeah, and it was great, you know. So it was a it was a good way to wind up my New York trip, which was uh, uh it was fun. I did a few sets and um went to a few hockey games and just went around New York, saw everything I wanted to see pretty much. Didn't really go to Grand Central Park as much as I wanted to, but but whatever. It was it was all good. I I didn't do that either. I uh, I actually don't think I would do it again this time either. Like I, if I'm going to go for the week, maybe. But yeah, I I haven't been in close to a decade. Yeah. Um, and I I know that I'd want to check out some of the comedy clubs. I'm not going to do the cellar this time, mm-hmm. only because I'm saving that for someone else on another trip. Yeah. Um, but I uh, yeah, I'm, I think we're going to try to do Carolyn's. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time too, like I think. Uh, Nick Perron's never been. Yeah. So 
I I did this the last time I went. It was it was actually kind of fun. Was I did one of those hop on hop off bus tours? Oh yeah, which is great because you basically are you familiar with these? I did a TMZ bus tour oh, okay. in, 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 LA? in LA. Yeah, I saw it. I didn't go on it. I did it because it's the best bus tour. Yeah. Well, like I just wanted to see. Like I was downtown in LA and down. I mean, well, not LA. Downtown in Hollywood. I tend to spend my time in Hollywood rather than LA. Right. Like they're two different places. Absolutely. You don't realize is there's downtown LA and there's downtown Hollywood. And I like Hollywood. That's where I like because that's all the cool things are there. Yeah, and it still uh, looks run down, but there's nice. I like it run down yeah, though. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. And um, and the uh, so there's nothing going on in LA downtown at night. It looks it's like collateral. You watch the movie. It's just fucking coyote yeah. going across the street. That's yeah. all you see, yeah. you know, like after an event gets out, you're like, where the fuck did everybody go? You know? So anyway, uh, shake shack is the answer. Um, <laughs> but, but I love Hollywood and I bought, but I wanted to see Beverly Hills and I want to see Van Nuys and I want to see all these neighborhoods that I've read about and you see in movies. Yep. And, uh, the TMZ just, literally takes you everywhere and they give you like they tell you like you know we pull up we pull up to this stops we pull up we're a block away from the stop sign they're like does anybody know what happened right up by that stop sign up there and then somebody be like um is that where hugh grant got sucked off <laughs> and they'll be like that's what happened they roll it and then they play that they play the video on the bus they're like yeah tmz and then because they broke the story or the stop at the laugh factory they're like what happened here like kramer had his meltdown and then you know or they stop at a restaurant like this restaurant's owned by bobby de niro you know where you stop or you go by it's not a place where it shows you houses it just shows you where certain things that you would like see on iconic TMZ, locations of shit. I see. Of, of I where see. they go, they're like, "This is Moa. This is TMZ." Always. Do they has. show you like where where James Dean crashes car in Mulholland Drive? Do they show you stuff like that? No, or? no, 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 no. They don't even go up into the hills or anything. Oh like that. no, no. But one time, oh, I'd like that. Um, I, we went up in the hills. We drove up in there. It was pretty cool. Well, um, so, so John Doerr took me up, and, and one time we're driving up the hills. And I don't like heights. I'm oh. so he's driving and he sees that I'm uncomfortable and he's like, Oh, let me show you where Gene, where James Dean crashed. And he starts speeding up. He goes, It's right up at this corner. And he, and he, and he oh, turns the corner. And those corners are sharp, man. And They're I, fucking scary. I, I, and he's turning them and I'm like, Can you stop doing And he's loving that he's freaking me out. And like, I was like, yeah. I don't like heights. Like, I went hiking in Runyon's Canyon and we got up so high and I was with Jason Harper and I was like, Dude, he goes, we got to keep going. I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like. He's like, what? You're not going to fall. You're on a big path. You're not going to fall down a mountain. I'm like, I'm just very uncomfortable right now. <laughs> I thought you said there was a bat cave somewhere around here. A bat cave? There's the bat cave is in Runyon Canyon. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah but you got to go the other way. You don't go the popular way. Not a real bat cave. No, where they shot the bat cave. Okay, okay. That's what I thought. Yeah, You're from like, the well, movie. In the, in the lore, it's on this side, not that side. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter which way you go. You're not finding it. Yeah, that's it's a, cool. It's the Batcave from the Jim Nolan? Carrey Batman. Oh, oh. Where they blew it up. They blew it all up. Right. So, yeah. So, anyway. I thought it like the Nolan Batman. That would be more of a fun, fun. No, fun no, Batcave no. To see. No. You like, uh, who, well, who is Christopher? Who is the Batman in Jim Carrey's movie? And that one was Val Kilmer. Oh, that's the worst one. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's Fat Man now. He Val Kilmer's even, fat? Yeah, yeah, he could not fit into the bat suit. 
Could any of them? I think Keaton might still be able to Keaton, with 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 effort. Well, and Keaton, obviously Christian Bale probably could. Keaton so. might come back and do another Batman. Really? Well, they might do it. It might be similar to Birdman, where he's aged. He's Batman, but he's aged. So they're gonna make like a comedy. No, it'll be like an aged Batman. And the funny thing is they already told that story in The Dark Knight Rises where he's all old and out of shape and he needs the things to tighten him up. See, that would have been perfect for a Michael Keaton Batman story well, where he's just he's old. We haven't seen you in years. And we are. They are doing another Beetlejuice. Yeah, but he, and they're, they're, they're redoing a lot of stuff. Uh, they're doing a Ghostbusters 3. They've got rid of the... Uh, the girls. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, because they did it better and it was just they, they have to... The, who, the girls did it better? No, they gave. They, look at. I'm shaking you, my head so everyone knows. I'm, okay, I, I, was, okay. I was trying to not get in trouble. You know <laughs> what? I'm sorry, but if you have four of the funniest girls on on the earth right now in a movie, why the fuck do you give Thor all the funny lines? Dude, did he not steal the show? That's what I kept saying. I'm like, I, it's, it sucks that the funniest person in that movie was the guy. Was the guy, <laughs> and he was hilarious. He's a mimbo, like. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I didn't understand that. Like, yeah, Annie Potts got some good lines in the original Ghostbusters, yeah. but they didn't give her all the fucking lines. Like, I, here's the thing. I think that they think they gave the girls the funny lines. No. And, and it's like, oh, mass hysteria. Oh, we don't want mass hysteria. It's like, well, no, the cat cat's in, in the bag. And then if it was out of the bag, no, you put, you put it back in the bag. Like, those awkward conversations that Paul Feig puts in all of those movies. Well, that's Kristen Wiig's go-to. It's like, yeah, but it's I'm like, awkward. that's not funny. It's no. like, it's not. like, or, or, or I'll say, we've seen it. We got yeah. bridesmaids and we got whatever one or two you did afterwards. Stop taking the same formula, slapping a new veneer on it, going, oh, it's Ghostbusters. No, I, how how easy would it have been? Since they had all those guys cameoing in it, how easy would it have been to just hand them the technology? Hey, we're too old. Ladies, take a stab at it. We appreciate your work, whatever. Here you go. And then you can build on it. Instead of just like out of nowhere, they just create these ghost grenades. It was awful. It was We waited too long for that as a as the next... Yeah, taste of it. it was garbage. Yeah, Hot and, garbage. and and don't make and don't make the Dan Aykroyd a fucking cab driver. Yeah, don't I'm make, not going down there. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Yeah, it's just uh, it was a horrible movie. Yeah, and I think too. I think uh, what's her face, uh, Kate McKinnon, who's a fucking hilarious. She's Again, lick, licking the guns, making it all sexualized and stuff. I don't know. I just I thought she's I, never I, licked a gun in her life. <laughs> she loves me. Yes. Oh, good for her. Yeah, she's never <laughs> licked a gun in her life. I think that was just Quill, and I, it was just stupid. But uh, Jason Reitman has it, and he's writing it with his dad. Uh, Ghostbusters three, they are not in it. He's not writing it with his dad. His dad's dead. Ivan Reitman's dead. Yes. Since when? This is forever. No. Google no. it. Uh, Harold Ramis is dead. Oh, wait a minute. Ivan Reitman is not dead. Ivan Reitman directed the first two. Yes, I know. And Grant, no, no, you don't tell me. Yes, he's I dead. did know, but I thought he was dead. <laughs> Well, I don't think so. I it's thought just, that's why Jason's doing it. No, he's just handing it off so that his, dad, his son can have a run with them. Oh, Do you just, know what else Jason Reitman is famous for? Uh, I don't know. It's like know. his big breakthrough movie. What's that? Uh, I only listened. I, I just heard because uh, Jason Reitman and... Uh, yeah, he's still alive, dude. He was born in 1946. He's old as fuck, but he's not dead. Um, I think the last one he did... I haven't Reitman's still directing some shit. Um... Yeah, uh, I, I don't know what the fuck I was saying. Just a second. Was Jason right. Reitman, what movie oh, is he Juno. from? Juno. Juno. He he directed Juno. Well, that was so that was movie. his big breakthrough. But but yeah, Bill Burr and him worked together on something. Burr had him on his podcast. But they're doing the new Ghostbusters movie. Did you see the trailer for it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. it's got the old sounds and apparently 
Uh, the font that they use, he was explaining this on, uh, on Burr's podcast. It's that even when you see like the, you know, ghost Butler, what is it? It didn't even say Ghostbusters, it just said coming 2020 yeah. or whatever. They actually use the old cells from like the 1980s movie. So it was not CGI. It wasn't a font done on a computer. Yeah. That was actually done with the old cells yeah. of, of everything like that and all the old audio and, and whatnot. So they didn't clean it up or anything like that. So it's, they're, they're big on, we're going back to basics and we're, we're bringing back what was good about the last one so yeah so what are they gonna let dan write it what's that are they letting dan, they write, let it? dan write it let's see who's writing it i, I pre- i'm pretty sure it's jason reitman uh, and ivan reitman but we'll find out i'm just excited for that i, I was a big fan of ghostbusters uh, ghostbusters was the i've said this before on the podcast but ghostbusters was the uh very first movie i ever saw um in the theater i was uh i was like a like a toddler running around my mom said there was nobody in the theater and uh i was running up and down the aisles. Yeah. You must and have then enjoyed as soon as, it. As soon as the proton packs would go off, I would stop like, like why, like jaw drop, stare at the screen during all the lights and everything. Yeah. And then back to run around when it was just them chatting. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, I don't know why Ghostbusters three isn't coming up on, uh, on fucking, uh, what do you call it here? Oh, untitled Ghostbusters project. Okay. It's not titled yet. No, but there's, there's already casts. Finn Wolfhard is in it. Ooh, from Stranger Things. Oh, that's the kid with the mouth? <laughs> not the one who's like, the one who lisps? Yeah. No. That. Fat kid? No, There's no. There's not a fat kid on Stranger Things. So it is Jason Reitman and Gil something or other who are writing this Okay. One. It's not writing it with his dad. But but Ivan Reitman's a producer. And Dan Aykroyd and uh, all the remaining living Ghostbusters are yes. included in it. Ernie Hudson. Yeah, Ernie Hudson, Dan Aykroyd, and uh, Bill Murray. Yeah, that's another thing. In the, in the in the other movie, they could have just made. Why didn't they just make um, uh, Leslie Jones Ernie Hudson's daughter? Why didn't they do that? Didn't they do it? Is that what they did? Yeah, I remember. She's like, my dad's gonna be upset if we take the car, and he's the one who gets out of the the car at the end. Yo, I gave you this car, and you oh, okay. messed it up. Yeah, they had him camp. Yeah, it was her. Okay, that's how they used him. I couldn't remember. Yeah, but of I course, he wasn't Winston. It wasn't. She wasn't Winston's daughter. She was just some guy oh no then that's not what i want no that's what i'm saying like they could have been their characters yeah and just a passing torch it could have been a little scene in the beginning where they hand off all their old equipment yeah you know they're too old for this maybe even a cool little scene in the beginning where they try to stop a ghost and they just can't do it they're too old they pass the torch that i would have had no issue with that that would have actually been a lot better than a cab driver, a skeptic. Oh, remember when he was the one who everyone was skeptical of and now he's yeah. a skeptic? It was just garbage. The whole thing was garbage. It's garbage. <laughs> I'm not so you heard it here first. Ghostbusters with women. Garbage. <laughs> this is don't even watch it. Don't rent it. If it's on the TV, walk away. Do you rent movies on the TV? No, I rent movies. Um no, no, I don't. I, I, uh, I'm a pirate. Okay. I, uh, I've always been from a family that's always stolen cable, and we've always had black boxes, and um, and I will stream, and I will continue to stream things, and people hate that, but you know what? Uh, I've always been a big fan of going to concerts and not like. Uh, like when I was a kid growing up, I loved bootlegs. I loved getting my hands on bootlegs. Like if you were a band that let people videotape your concert, like the Grateful Dead, or eventually Metallica set up a fucking section where you could bring a tripod and set up your camera and tape their show. Really? That to me is the greatest thing you could do for your fans. 
and I love watching uh, stream concerts on, but I don't like bootleg stream movies. I do like, you know, Oscar season comes around. I like to watch the Oscar DVD versions that they give to everybody. Oh, okay. So, because they always get leaked and put online. So I usually watch a lot of those movies, but I just, I don't rent movies. I just go to the movie theater a lot. Yeah. I go to movie theaters like at least two movies a month. You know, I see a lot of things in theater still. What did you see last? The last movie I saw in the theater. Um, let me think. Uh, oh, well, it was uh, Shazam. Okay. What did you think of that? I was, uh, I was bitching with my buddy Chris about it recently. It's good. It's a good, it's a good, it's a good movie for kids. Yeah. It's a DC movie for kids, and that's what it is. It's a if you're a diehard um, uh, comic book guy, just wait for Endgame because Shazam is not. You just Shazam. <laughs> yeah, is just why fun. would they put the, it? Is it was it's fun. just fun. It's a fun movie for kids. There's no swearing. No, nope. there's nothing really excessively violent in the Marvel ones either because they're Disney. Maybe now, but you know, but Disney has Disney swearing, right? You know, they swear, but they say Disney swears like. In all those Disney cute kid movies, they have their own way of swearing, and it's bullshit because swearing is swearing. Whether you fucking invent name words, right? It's still the idea of swearing is what's wrong. You're right. You know, I fucking love swearing, but to have <laughs> some little mermaid pansy around it, shootlefins. <laughs> you know, I don't know that some made up word that makes son of a biscuit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, like, whatever. Um, yeah, so Disney has Disney swearing in their movies. Not really swear words, but they just create their own. And they use them as swears. Are and you, kids like it. Are you, uh, you brought up Endgame. Are you a fan of the Marvel movies? Yeah, I love all the Marvel movies. Yeah. Um, are you going to go see it? Yeah, but not till next week. I'm waiting until, I'll go see it in a really? matinee in Kingston. I don't need to see it right away with a fucking full theater. Oh, I've got my tickets. I'm I know you I'm do. eleven o'clock tonight. I but I did watch Infinity War last night. Yeah, on uh, on Netflix. Still amazing. Infinity War, yes, because it's it's amazing that I I still like I missed so much of it in the theater because I slept for forty five minutes of it, but it's watched. Did two you hours. really? Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's a fucking. I was in a lazy boy chair. <laughs> And the movie is Infinity. <laughs> like I try, I stayed up for two hours of it, but forty-five minutes is gone. Yeah, yeah. So I watched it forty-five minutes the other night. Really? No, that I, was the first time you've caught up with it? No, because I fell asleep again and I woke up in the endings and I'm like, oh, what did I miss? I know I miss everybody dying, but still, um, yeah. Everybody just turns to sand. Ugh, Sandman finally wins. <laughs> You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Thanos, it's just so weird. Uh, and Thanos, um, yeah, and it's uh, yeah. I'm curious to see Endgame, see how they they wrap it all up. I'm a big fan of Tony Stark. Yeah, um, I'm a big fan of uh, the current Peter Parker. I love the current Spider Man. It's yeah. the best Spider Man they've ever had. Yeah, by like, far. Toby was the best, but then. Because the thing is, 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 is Spider-Man is not the thing. Spider-Man just has to be a wisecracker. Yeah. Oh, but the Peter Parker is the key, as most superheroes are. It's playing the 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 main guy and not the superhero is the key to the casting. Right. Like, I like I can't. I could not imagine another Tony Stark. No. Rob, like I mean, like like 
like um, fucking Robert Downey Jr. is perfect. Yeah, as Tony Stark. The only one who I would say has come close because their characters are so similar and just the acting, the whatever, was uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange. He, he would he would be able to play a pretty close Tony Stark because they're both sort of wisecracking, successful, super smart. Yeah, but it's like, come on, do you think he's the playboy that Tony Stark is? Well, if you gave him the mustache and put him in those cars, I, I think it'd be believable. He still has the look of Tony Stark. But I'm, I'm with you. I... I I think uh, that fucking Benedict Cumberbatch is an amazing Doctor Strange. I yeah, think, like, no, he's, I, he's... I think so too. Yeah, because I saying... thought, you know, who I thought would be a good Doctor Strange, uh, um, Tom Skerritt. Oh, Tom Skerritt. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I thought he would be a good Doctor Strange. He would look like him. I don't know if he's if he'd be able to act like if if his like you said, could you play the guy? Yeah. He could look like the dude, but can he looks play like the guy? He looks like him. Also, so did the guy who played Reed Richards in uh, in the first Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four. Like yeah. he would have had a, a, a Doctor Strangest type look. Jay Leno for a while, <laughs> Bat Strange when it was the gray on black instead of the black on gray. Oh, what about what about um, Polly Polly Walnuts from Sopranos? He could play Doctor Strange because he is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And let me tell you something, <laughs> Dormammu. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was the only guy on the Sopranos that was never allowed to get killed. He never got killed. It was in his contract. Really? When he when he negotiated, he's like, I don't want to be I don't want to be killed on the show. So he was the only one that negotiated that he would not ever get killed on the on the on the show. Smart smart negotiation. Keep yeah. keep the Because uh... everybody else, imagine like your table read when But it's Silvio like... never got killed either. I guess he just Steve Enzant never got killed either. Well, he didn't get shot. Just... He didn't get shot in the last season, didn't he? Or yeah, he was, but he, he didn't was, die. But he didn't die. But and then that course, last season was garbage. They just started killing everybody for no fucking reason. Well, because it, it was the end sense. of the fucking thing. Like my favorite one was uh, was Bobby Bobby Bacala, where fucking in the yeah. with the trains, and the best is like they, they show the little train people like they like the train people like they when they watch a murder take place, and uh, and of course you know like uh, I found the sister obnoxious Janice or whatever. Oh, I hate Janice. So obnoxious. I hate Janice. I was like, I bet you, like. You can do a scene where Tony hits her, and I would be like, rightfully so. Right. Like, so. like, justifiable. Justifiable. <laughs> you know, it's in the family. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I no, I hated Janice. I hate her so much. Yeah. She reminds me of my friend's wife. I, 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 <laughs> I didn't like one of the things I really didn't like about it was like in the last season. They actually had it happening for the few seasons prior, but they really loaded it on thick the last season, just like everyone getting cancer and dying in hospitals of cancer. I'm like, do you have any other way to write someone off a show? Well, you, know what I mean? you can't kill someone with cancer. Jason Lawrence, everybody. You going to play squash? You guys still talking? We're still talking. We love talking. We're friends. This is what friendship is looks like, Jay. <laughs> Where are you taking that Blu-ray player? He's going to play it in squash. Yeah. So they play squash. It's a sexual endeavor. You know who loves squash? Who? Elvis. <laughs> Did he? Yeah, he wanted to open a whole bunch of squash courts. Uh, nationwide. This must have been thin Elvis. And, no, no, fat Elvis. They gave him, he started playing squash to lose weight. And he would go, go, go play squash in the middle of the night at the squash courts because they were, because they had to open for him because he couldn't go out in the day. And uh, like didn't want to be seen? Well, he just did, he, Elvis, wherever he's, he mobbed. Oh, so right. he had to go out at night and uh, eventually he built his own squash courts. And then he was like, yeah, we're going to build these nationwide, all these squash courts, uh, the squash courts. And then the colonel's like, "No, this is not happening. You're you're going back on the road and you're singing, 
any this has nothing to do with your singing. So I can't make money off it. So the colonel was his manager for some reason. Yeah. As soon as you're like, and then the colonel's like, no. Yeah. I'm like Colonel Sanders no. had an issue with Elvis making Colonel Tom cards. Parker was his manager. Oh, okay. And the colonel called all the fucking shots and um, squashed the squash courts. <laughs> maybe that's where the term comes from. When someone says it got squashed, maybe that was the first thing. It was Elvis's dream? I'm like, nope. Same thing happened yeah. in squash dreams. They got squashed. Well, some of his dreams got squashed. Others dreams, you know, like marrying a 14-year-old. They, that didn't get squashed. No, he got to do that one. Yeah. You know, everybody's all upset. Everybody thinks Michael Jackson's a pedophile. But the actual pedophiles that we do know, right. they're okay with. Did you watch, uh, I talked about that a while back briefly, but did you watch the Leaving Neverland? No, I won't watch it. No? No, because I, um, here's one thing that I don't like is, uh, is people are our people are not entitled to have opinions anymore. It's all a one one opinion is right, right, and yours is wrong. And we're this we're in the we're in the generation of my truth, and this is my truth, and you're wrong. Hmm. Like you cannot come out and say, "Well, I don't understand how we can take these people for truth," because Wade Robson has already um, he testified when he was twenty years yeah. old yeah. Uh, during the the, the trial. That was brought to you by the document, the documentary that um, the British guy did. Yep, the, that led my to my time with the prince or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least Me when that the documentary, the the Brashier, the Brashier documentary mm-hmm. from England. At least when he did that documentary, you know, he went to Michael Jackson and sucker punched him in the face, face on, right? And then and you know and 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 brought up these allegations and everything. So Michael had a chance to defend himself right you know so uh although i didn't but that uh documentary led to the 2005 um case of of the you know of, of everything that went down um where ray robson was the first kid to come on board mm-hmm. and testify at 20 years old yeah so then in this movie now i've read a lot about finding neverland i just won't watch it yeah and um so he's very um He's very like the the descriptions of what they describe in the movie are very graphic and very you know and he yeah. talks about yeah. uh, there's being, two there's two boys in it yes yes yeah. so James uh, yeah. Sekulov is the other one yeah. which we can talk about him in a second but Wade Robson's the first one so so Wade Robson um, they uh, he describes the anal sex very he's describing anal sex and he says he says in his thirties is when he realized that Michael Jackson molested him once he had children of his own yes so. He's 20 years old. He's testifying for Michael Jackson. And at that point, he knows he was anally fucked by Michael Jackson, so he says. Mm-hmm. But at 20 years old, you don't know that? That's, that, that's wrong to do to a kid? That's what I thought. But they believe it or not, it sounds crazy because I, I turned that movie on because a bunch of people were talking about it. So I go, I'll check it out. But I turned it on going, let's see what these money-grubbing people, yeah. you know, like let's see what they had to say. Mm-hmm. After watching it, I had no... I had, no doubt in my mind i'm like uh like, i mean I, I wasn't there so believe none of what yeah. you hear and only half of what you see but after watching the movie i'm like this guy fucking molested children like this guy full-on the the way that they go through it and they have psychologists and everything they weren't like i lied for michael jackson because he offered me they were like michael jackson made every one of these kids absolutely love him mm-hmm. like love him so they weren't they, they what the biggest thing that both of them and they they didn't collaborate together when they were telling their no, stories. No, the biggest thing that they said was that like I didn't even know that I was. I knew that that had happened between us, but that was 
the stories that they tell and how Michael Jackson describe it, and they've got actually like in the documentary, they actually show like faxes and stuff that he was sending them, like oh, yes, letters yes. From them, playing, yes. playing like answering machine messages and yes. stuff like that from him. And it was like the way he would, it was so predatory that he would not only make the kids absolutely love him, but the families absolutely love him. Yes. That everyone was like, uh, yes. was like the parents didn't know. And all that's what these boys said. They said all throughout this time. And even the parents are on there going saying when these, when the, when the second trial, the first trial came, when the second trial, did he ever do anything like that? No, no. Like we, he never abused me or anything like that. And these guys were basically saying like, I never, I, I didn't know that abuse is what would have happened. Mike would always explain to them when they were little boys is like, we touch each other and we love each other. You're my best friend. Cause he would, he would be, it wouldn't be like the Neverland stuff you see where he's got all these different kids all the time. And then just like one night, one kid would be with him. Like mm-hmm. Michael Jackson would totally obsess and, and be with one of these boys for a set period of time. Yes. And they would always stay friends afterwards. But it was like, when you were the little boy who was being looked at, like you felt like he was, we love each other. And you know, you all this footage of him always having one kid with him, like while he's out on tour and stuff, and just this kid who's always in his limo and hanging out with yep. him and whatever. It was like, it was all friends and everything like that. But at night, they were even saying, like, during the day, you'd go and you'd play. There was never any sexual stuff or anything like that. But then at night was when the, this is how we show our love stuff yeah. would happen. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, you're you're listening to it, and there's, like, like these full-on adults, like, like Michael would buy them jewelry after one of the boys, James, yeah. really liked jewelry. He would buy him jewelry after a night where they where they had done something. I yeah, said, thank sure. you. And, like, take them out and say, oh, we're using his finger because that's the woman I'm buying. Like, like. All this shit, I, like I said, I mean, I, I, it sucks that a this is happening after he's dead, and and in fact, there was an interview that Oprah did with them afterwards, saying, "Could you guys have done this if Michael Jackson was still alive?" They were even saying how like they're still having these like not survivor's guilt stuff per se, but they're still having these like I still feel like I let him down being honest about what happened. Yeah, and like you think if you were after money or something like that, that but they are. Would, uh, wait. Now, you, know, you, you know the you know Finding Neverland's been taken down, right? And you know oh, no, Oprah's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you? So so James Sutcliffe, who was who talked about one of the molestations taking place in 1992 yeah. in the train station. It turns out oh, I didn't see that in the documentary. Well, it, this, this what this, this is why they've been taken down. Um, apparently, he's he uh, he has said that in the train station was one of the places where he was molested. And uh, and goes into detail about it apparently. Okay. And um, the Jackson family has come back with actual proof that be like um, the train station wasn't built till 1994. So where where were you again? Like so this place where you said it specifically took place where you remember now maybe you know maybe the, he has regressed. Uh, memories or whatever or whatnot, and maybe he's finding new, or maybe the you know like I believe these kids were you know given a pretty like because we know a lot more about molestation now right. than we knew back then. We know about the grooming and we know about this, right. so it's all interesting that this is all hidden in how like these you know it's a it's very easy to write a script and it's very easy for people to believe a movie, of course, and and then and, and, and this is. I don't even think this is a documentary. This is a very a documentary is is well, documentaries aren't always real to begin with, right? And it's, you're only getting one angle that the documentarian wants. The, to tell, the documentary, so. the documentary, the person who making the documentary has an agenda, right? And he has a motivation, and he has a plan, 
And then this is how they carry it out. So this documentary is just, it's one guy's witch hunt on Michael Jackson. And this is the best way. And why now? Well, now, because we're in the My Truth generation where when the people come up and say, I don't necessarily agree with this. They're missing a lot of things. They're saying Michael Jackson does not like women. He has a career of working with women. He's liked women all of his life. You know, there are people like Lisa Marie Presley has nothing to gain. She has all of her father's money. What does she have to gain from for protecting Michael? Right, of course. You know, um, you know, or 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 anybody like all of his real friends. Like they come up and stick up for him. His family. You know, like they didn't talk about that Wade Robson dated Michael Jackson's niece for seven years. Why didn't they? Michael Jackson set them up. Why wasn't that ever brought up? Oh, because he's grooming these kids to hate women. It doesn't go against. I don't. They never it took doesn't that go angle. against it. For what it's worth, they never took that angle. Like that, that he's grooming them to hate women. He was just grooming them to. No, they they said in the him. they said in the interviews afterwards. Oh, the maybe, maybe. They said they, they didn't said, do it in the documentary. But they said they said you know he was he was very anti woman and he would tell them that women are are not good and women are this. But it's like but it's like but you said but why would you do that and then set him up with your niece. Right. And do that, and it's like, and it's a, it's very easy for like Wade Robson. They make saying Wade Robson sound like, oh, he he did this for Britney Spears and he did this for Justin Timberlake. How the fuck do you think he got those gigs? Oh yeah, he, you he know? said right in the documentary. He goes, he goes, Michael Jackson was one of my best friends. Yeah, and he also sexually abused me. Like like he was saying how, I, I and I'm not course, saying it's true. Of course yeah. not. But the big the big thing that that I found the most compelling. Not to say any of it's true because I really don't. I wasn't there, so I'll never know. None yeah. of us will. No, but the big thing for me was the fact that they talked about how much they just loved him. Yeah, They're like everything he did, like we didn't look at it as it was a negative. Is even they they said both of them had the same sort of revelation. Was both of them when they had kids, mm-hmm. they said that they were having nightmares that some that someone was doing to yeah, their of course, child. They're like, like they're like, but why am I mad? That someone would do that to my kid, and I'm not mad at the guy who did it to me. Like, well, how how is this guy my friend? Yeah, and I don't see it as a negative. But at I all. just I just think that this is all great written work, right? You know, because here's what's happened: like Corey Feldman, who has been molested, came out and defended Michael Jackson, and all of a sudden, it's like this is what happens when you come out and you say you don't believe it. This is the response you get now. You're the reason why victims can't come forward, right? So why? So all of a sudden, and this is the part of the problem. Absolutely. With like with the country, I'm like, like look at like um, let's say, you know, okay, like I don't know why we're 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 spending all this time arguing and debating whether Michael Jackson's a pedophile or not when it's been proven that the Catholic Church hides and protects pedophiles. Absolutely, and 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 what and yet people still go to church. Nobody calls them out. Right. Nobody says your people in church are the reason why victims can't come forward. Nobody does that. Did you see Spotlight? I haven't seen it. Yeah, Spotlight. Was it, have you seen that? Yes, and it's incredible. Oh, okay. Yeah, but okay. again, I haven't seen that. One. But again, it's a movie, right? That's based With on an the agenda, truth, right? So, so, yeah. but yeah, but the same thing is, it exposes it. Like, look at, I know the molestations are real because my priest is in fucking jail. Really? Yes. Oh wow. So, and you know what? I wonder why that is. And one kid came out, and quickly it turned to twelve. Pedophiles are repeat turn are repeat customers. Right. Michael course. Jackson. I just I don't believe it because the numbers aren't there. The number the two, these two who come forward. Well, there was the other kids who accused them of it prior. Well, well, okay, and well, they do address that. They goes, they say, if I hadn't been so fucked up, because one of the things that they they talk about, and I'll, I'll be very brief, is that they kept saying how when he would turn his attention onto another kid, yes, they would get 
very like jealous. They would say like, I used to be that kid up in the bedroom. Now I'm down here on the yeah, couch. Yeah. So they felt like every time he would reach out to them to protect him, it's like, oh, he wants to, he's trying to be close to me again. This is another way I can earn back his love. So the big thing with them was it wasn't like, oh, I hated him and I knew he molested me. Well, that's what I found. Like I found like, it, yeah, he it, was like, well, we wanted, we wanted that friendship. We wanted to be important again. And before these trials, he would love us up again. He would talk with us and he would spend time with us again and all these things. Yeah. So and what, they were friends the whole time. Like you said, Britney Spears, all that. He, he totally says, Michael's the one who put me in these yeah. positions. He helped me. Of course he did. So the, the you know, but the, you know, so there's, so there's, there's things like it wasn't until after Wade Robson was denied Cirque du Soleil, which is something that Michael promised him. We're doing this big Cirque du Soleil. It's going to be Michael Jackson. Um, and he wanted to choreograph it. And they said, no, they're going with someone with a little more experience, somebody better. Oh, really? In the and, documentary, they said that he did a, a Cirque du Soleil, maybe a different Cirque du Soleil. No, he wanted, He asked, he begged to do the Cirque du Soleil. He didn't get it. It wasn't until after that. Then his first lawsuit came out against the Jackson family. And it was thrown out immediately. Because because um, he had testified against it. Before. Well, yeah, and not only that, like, why isn't he in jail for perjury? Um, but anyway, uh, the FBI had been researching Michael Jackson and, and they've been trying to put him away for fifteen fucking years, and they just couldn't get anything on him. And you know, now if you can go through and look at all the stuff that they confiscated from the place, there is a lot of questionable stuff. Yeah, a lot of what well, I like sleeping to sleeping with kids in your bed in and of itself is incredibly questionable. Well, yes, but it's like. If the guy thinks he's Peter Pan, that's what Peter Pan used to do. Peter Pan was always with the kids at bedtime and all that and all that. Right. Like, you got to realize that this is not a normal person. Number oh, one, of course. he's mentally ill. We can all agree with that, you know, and, and, and it's like, and, and so, so the first kid, the 15 million kid, the kid that got the millions. Right. You know how, you know who his story ended up? He ended up, um, uh, uh, divorcing his father. Like uh, getting rid of his father because he was not happy with what his father made him do. Mm-hmm. And then his father eventually commits suicide over apparently this strained relationship because the kid was never molested. You know, he, 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 the Michael Jack. And then they say, well, why would Michael Jackson write a check for so much? But it's like, you got to realize uh, Michael Jackson is not one person, he's a billion He's-a dollar business. industry. Yeah, yeah. And the brand for the brand Michael Jackson, this does not look good. We have to make it disappear. This yeah, is but what does companies paying do. it off make it look good either? Well, look at... Well, I'm, not, I'm not saying if, if, I don't... If, but I'm saying all, well, overall the optics right? are shit no matter if you, what. If you really love... If he really loved the kid, the money's going to the kid when the kid turns 18. If he had the chance to like to look at it this way, like you're getting the, the kid's going to get the money. He'll have it at 18. He'll be set for life. You won't be able to talk to him anymore or anything like that. But if you really did love him, because I I really do believe that Michael loved kids. I think a lot of these kids he did, and he did that, a lot children. But a lot of these kids that that claim they're molested now, to me, they sound like ex girlfriends complaining that they've been dumped. Right, but wouldn't and, and this is devil's advocate, not my belief. But wouldn't wouldn't spending a lot of time with kids and for kids be a really good cover story for why you've got kids with you all the time? Doesn't it make it a lot easier for you to welcome children in and get your your prey a little closer. No, no, I don't even you don't think, think so. No, no, because I think I look at it this way. You're a guy who just all of a sudden one day starts sleeping with kids and you're like, what the fuck? But if you're like, no, no, look, I'm always about kids. I'm saying, I'm saying being about kids is a very good cover story for why you have kids. Yeah. Well, how you, you know, get, but, kids. but, but the thing is, is like for him, it's like, okay, like you got to realize that number one, uh, he had his childhood robbed from him, like, right. you know, and like, so, so, you know, he, he always enjoyed being a kid. He always got to be a kid. 
You know, when he when he was an adult, he wanted to do the kid stuff later. You know, so, oh, dude, I'd love to so, live that but, fucking way. <laughs> well, yeah, so would I. I'd love to just have fun all the fucking time. But but the thing is, is like, um, is like I think he liked kids so much because after Thriller, which again, where all of this would have started, because we don't know, like it seemed like Neverland, again named after Peter Pan, of course, is where everything happened and right. all the problems happened. So if maybe it, so if by chance he was a molester and a pedophile mm-hmm. um we can at least say that was after thriller, right? Sure. So we can listen to off the wall. Right? right. Okay, good. Yeah. So cuz off the wall is my favorite uh, Michael Jackson album. I you know what the an even more interesting conversation and I I'm I'm doing totally even though we're we're having, you know, conflicting sides and, and things like that. Like we're cool, right? but this is a conversation. Nobody's yeah. attacking anybody because they're yeah. just opinions, right? And we both acknowledge that neither one of us is there. Neither of no. us will ever know. Whenever someone's doing one of these things, we'll never know. We don't have all the information exactly, and even information that things can be forged and all sorts of shit like that. Yeah. Um, I I uh, I think the very interesting conversation. Fuck, and I just had it and lost it. My brain doesn't work very well anymore. Oh, is you know how people are talking about how like can you appreciate the art of someone who had like a flaw? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, it's like if, if let's say for, for point of discussion, let's say he molested kids. Well, does that mean the music sucks? The music isn't good. It's like the music is still good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I I'm sure it's a pop on, on popular opinions. Like was the Cosby show still funny? Was, <laughs> was Bill Cosby's standup still incredible? You know, if somebody paints a fucking beautiful painting, but they, you know, <coughs> I want to make sure you're alive. Sorry. The no, no, difference okay. between like, okay. Michael Jackson and Bill Cosby. Michael, just wanted to say this. Yeah, yeah. Bill Cosby is a predator, and Michael Jackson, to a lot of people, is a predator as well. Right. They're both predators. But again, it's a numbers thing. Right. When Bill Cosby came out, like, I remember the, the one woman a bunch of years ago, the woman from his school that had the links to Ottawa, that she sued him, that went away really quickly, but I remember that being in the news. Mm-hmm. Everybody's always known about Jim. Everybody always knew about Bill Cosby. Nobody just ever, never did anything, and nobody knew about how crazy the numbers were. Mm-hmm. And when the numbers started coming out, you see more and more and more start coming out. Again, where are all these kids with Michael Jackson? Right. You figured, I figured if this documentary was true, this will open the door and more kids will be coming out. It might just take more time, but because the because the first waves of them, for the most part, the the Wades and the Jameses and and some of the couple of the other kids who came forward earlier. Well, no, was, again, again, because remember the, the parents first, didn't even know. Like that's that's a big part of it. Yeah, according to the narrative. Yeah, the but, the parents didn't even know until these guys. Well, the were second in their 30s kid, the second kid, the robber kid. The parents had a history of extorting other celebrities for money. Oh, see, I, yeah. So, so, so that's why that's so the the rubber kid from the from the uh, Brashear documentary where he had him on his lap at the uh, and he was bouncing the kid on his lap. He's like rubber, go, yeah, very, very un disturbing. Yeah, but not fucking him in the ass. No, no, of course not. But so, but, but the thing is, is like you know, so so there were you know there were. Um, now, then like, neither of the guys, for the record, just for what it's worth, neither one of them said that 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 Michael Jackson fucked them. It was kissing, licking, fellatio, 
it was never they attempted to penetrate james once and james couldn't take it and he stopped and then his interest in him dwindled after that so it was like he tried like he would slowly try to climb Mm -hmm. the ladder yeah and then when they couldn't it was like and then he would lose interest in them yeah but again this is the story hearsay the narrative you know because because like they said um okay we, we lost interest for the next guy and the next guy would be the guy that Michael Jackson liked because he did everything that we wouldn't do or, or something like that. Right. This guy is fucking come forward and he's pissed. He's like, don't bring me into your scenarios. He's like, I was never molested. I was never this. Right. I was this, this, and this. He's went on the record. And you know what happened to him? Fuck, got attacked on Twitter by all the people. It's like, you know, you, you know, and like people telling him that he was probably molested. He just doesn't know it yet. Like, can you imagine well, people telling you that shit? Well, like, Wade Jesus. and them said that they knew, but their love for him, they, they didn't feel wronged by it. Mm-hmm. Their love for him was 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 more than that. So they weren't like, it wasn't like, hey, I know you stole from me, and but you're my friend, so I'm going to protect you because I don't want something bad to happen to yeah. you. Like, I, I could be wrong, but I've, I have heard, not from, her, from the horse's mouth, which is always a big thing, but apparently Sarah Silverman was aware or had been asked by Louis if he could do that in front of her and, and the no 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 the Louis C.K. thing yeah he, but I was just gonna say like she but, was like he had asked me and 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 I said no and or whatever blah 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 but it was like never a thing yeah. like she but he also dated her sister for like five years yeah and he used to do it in front of her sister all the time like that was one of his things well if they're dating yeah they're dating but that was but that was like one of the people like you know oh yeah he used to do it in front of uh, Laura Silverman. And it was like, yeah, well, they were dating, you know, so put that in the fucking story. Right, of course. But and that's now, the thing, too. And it's like, I didn't hear that from Sarah. It was like another source or whatever. So, again, there's, it's, that's why it's like, how much validity is there to any of us? I just found the whole thing interesting because, like I said, I the, the what I took from that was, like you said, about the whole, you know, being groomed and stuff. I'm not saying he groomed them. What I found interesting, but I was listening to these people who had allegedly been mm-hmm. molested was them talking the most of the documentary isn't them like he does like they're talking about their experience of, of how they met him and everything like that for yeah. quite a while before anything happens to the point where you actually forget that oh yeah these guys are claiming to have been molested yeah. by him so it, it was interesting once they started to talk about how they perceived everything and this is what it from he loved us he this is how we share love so when other people are like oh he molested me like they were like early they're like i don't know what that is and he did such a job of explaining how if anyone finds out we're doing this you yeah. and me are going to go to jail, jail forever yeah and then when they became adults like okay we well, don't go to jail but at the same time this is my friend who's helping me get work and and this and that and and i still loved him he was whenever he like we we're saying how like whenever he would show them any attention it was like they were always like i loved him i loved yeah. him of course they did and i was like so it was it was a fascinating thing to me because I I have never been molested. I know people who have, mm-hmm. and some of them are open about it, and some of them would never talk about it. Like they told me years ago, and I've never brought it back up. Yeah. And after seeing this, I'm even less likely. I'm like, I have no idea how deep these wounds go. <coughs> but it was fascinating because some of them I say like, is it like that? And they're like, yeah, like op- the the in the Oprah Winfrey discussion, her whole uh, audience yeah. was all people who'd been who'd been assaulted yes yes so it was interesting because at times and they were she all from have... and they were all from her school oh she has I'm, a school no i'm joking that's a oh, really I, bad joke oh, okay sorry <laughs> there were kids molested at her school in africa was there yeah, okay yeah. interesting i didn't know that um but yeah the the thing was like you'd have a few of them were telling little stories about what happened to them 
and they were saying it was like it was very similar in the, in the sense of just how it's how they're groomed. Of like course, the it's similar because we, like I said, it's very easy to write a script now that we know more about pedophilia right. and the psychological side beside it. I'm sure they they showed that pedophilia is a power thing. Yes. And does the Michael Jackson crave power? Yes, he's dressed as a fucking military person. Every time he walks out, he's got medals on. He's leading armies. <laughs> he wants to be a fucking... Yeah, it's he wants like, to be Mike, Peter Pan and Captain Hook at the same time. I'm, 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 like, I'm like, Michael, stop. They're using the power thing against you. You know? like So So basically, again, again, why I think Michael Jackson hung out with kids was because every... Like, you know, once he became a target... Um, for for like once the first check was written, yeah, he became a target for all these lawsuits and all this and all that, and and you know, and it's just I think like that's a bad call for that reason because you almost like you, you don't want to give open into up, it, yeah, yeah, you open the floodgates. But it's like to now do it more, yeah. everybody's after him, yeah. so you know, like there's trust issues, there's trust issues with every one of your employees, yeah, like people are like he had booby traps he booby trapped his room i'm like yeah because at any point a maid could come in and take a picture of him naked and sell it to a fucking tabloid right it's not just about the kids no it's about privacy and you know and another thing is i honestly believed he liked kids and he liked being around kids because he did not like his work he did not like his job he did what he had to do because that's who he was and that's all he knew and the only people he could trust are honest people. And who are the most honest people before they've been corrupted? You're right, children. Kids. Yeah. Kids will tell you. That's why they all had nicknames for them. It's all they had this. Some kids like, oh, blah, blah, blah. You know, he was Applehead. If it, The kids that really knew him knew him as Applehead. And it's just like, you know, I think that's why he loved kids because kids are always honest with him. I don't think he fucked kids. I think, yes, there's a lot of creepy things going on. And maybe, you know, some adolescence things where they would, you know, like, but um, whether there's a big difference between, you know, a parcel grooming and a full fucking anal rape. Right. You know, and I just, and again, and and again, well, yeah, but I'm like, and again, I'm just saying that like the numbers aren't there. The, the first kid uh, took the pay and he, he, and claimed to, and, and not only that, the first kid could not identify the penis properly because um, Michael... Can you pick it out of a lineup? <laughs> well, yeah. well, Michael Jackson has vitiligo, right? Right. So that's why he started wearing the glove and because he was... Lo- Can you imagine you have a feminine voice and you're the greatest black artist in the history hey, of day? a black man to a white woman. And, and then, joke? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He, well, basically, like how, how would that make you fucking feel? Like he, he must have been fucking crazy. And then so, so I don't know. I just, I just think, uh, you know, like the second kid, they proved that uh, they, they took two hundred fifty thousand dollars off Chris Tucker. The parents they used the kid to get to Chris Tucker. Mm-hmm. They used the kid to get Chris to... Chris Tucker was in the kids too. Chris, no, 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 not at all. <laughs> but he'd be like, I'd be at Michael's place. Michael yeah. be in bed with all these kids. I'm like, Michael, why? <laughs> yeah. You know, like he, he'd do jokes about yeah. it. Why? Why? Yeah, that's super. So, high Chris Tucker so, um, so there's there's that, and and then there's you know, so that's the first two kids. And then the next two kids, but there's only four kids, and the two of them are questionable. Two of them, are, so I'm like, I'm like, he had millions of kids. Like Matt Billen does a joke about it. He's okay. like, you know, he's like, if he was a pedophile, he was the greatest pedophile of all time. Who yeah. puts a fucking Ferris wheel on their front lawn? 
You know? Yeah. Yeah, come on over here, kid. Yeah. Well, you know? I, I, in high school, you know, I understand how tasteless it is now, but in high school, my friend Patrick, the same one I was telling you about earlier, mm. uh, him and I used to joke, like, just don't you think Michael Jackson's earned the right to molest children? Which is a bad joke. It's in poor taste. He but treats himself gonna... one every 10 years. <laughs> yeah. I've been good. so much good music. I've been He's good. Earned right I've now. earned one kid a decade. Right. You know, yeah. No, you know, again, the numbers are too low. That's that's my that's something. The numbers are too low. This, this documentary is completely one sided. Right. There's just so the, not the message. There's just not is, enough to convince me. Right. That that he's a full on pedo and that he and did that's it. reasonable. That's very reasonable. And and and, and again, and um, that's how you be a pedophile. If anyone wants to know, is keep your numbers low. Pace yourself. Pace yourself. <laughs> pace. If you can get, if you can keep getting that same kid to do. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it was like the numbers are low because he was in relationships. He yeah. wasn't just a yeah, he, he wasn't, wasn't a serial a pedo. <laughs> he wasn't a one hitter quitter. He'd wind and dine each kid and their families and their family. Right? Who does? Nobody likes the in laws. Yeah, but he was making love to all of them. He was a good guy. He was a very good. Probably yeah. like when he was I like say Richard the, Dreyfus, he'd pull out his wad of cash and go, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it, look at is it, it like if is if, if it's love. Is it is it pedophile? pedophile? Like now we're just uh, all of a sudden we're just making jokes. I know, but we got to bring. It's a heavy conversation. We got to bring some levity back to it. Well, you know, and and again, uh, don't attack me on Twitter because I have an opinion. Um, it's just an opinion, and uh, and and that's the way it is. Like I know, I know. Uh, one of my friends constantly attacks Michael Jackson. Uh, like deniers. I guess we're the deniers now. I don't you know guys? what we are. I don't know what we are called. Michael Jackson fan. I, I, I don't, don't know. I'm. I'm. But I went. I'll just say that, I'm undecided. And and as am I. All I would say is that I was, I was strong. These are money grabbers. To after the documentary, going, holy shit, this guy might have fucking done that. That's that's where I went to. Yeah. And I I came at it strong. Like oh, I'm, I have like no doubt about. But it was like it was like, if it's fake. It's an ex, like you said. If he's a pedophile, great pedophile. If it's a forgery, it's an excellent fucking forgery. Yeah, because yeah. because it was incredibly compelling. Different stories filmed at different places. Again, the narrative, right? According to those people. Yeah, but it was just one of those like every uh, the description of what he would have them do, and uh, their feelings about those the whole thing. Like you said, like uh, you know, maybe he maybe he was like, oh, he did this to me on the train, and that was like, well, that wasn't built in ninety four in the movies. It didn't uh, shy of like how old they were and what parts of their career they were at. When they talked about the different molestations, they didn't really uh, date it. Yeah, you know, except for the first time they met him or whatever. But they were like, uh, it would, it would happen. Or maybe they didn't date it, but maybe he said it happened in the train station. But the timeline of when he was hanging out with Michael Jackson to the timeline of the train station being built up, built, they didn't match up. Yeah, it could be. Like I know these boys started young, and then like I said, they'd have they would have these repeated events. It wasn't just like, hey, he did this to me, and then we just stayed friends and whatever, and I never thought about it or talked about it. They were blatantly like, when he would start spending time with me again, mm. it, it would start again. Yeah. And they must have all hated Macaulay. Uh, well, they, they talk about that. Uh, I think it was Jimmy talked about how he was supposed to be the kid in the black or white video. And his mother was saying how, you know, it was interesting because like they called us and they said, oh, we're going to put you up over here in this apartment. And it was like, oh, normally he got us a hotel. And they were like, and then she's like, and then they're like, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, you know, uh, you need to rent a car and drive to the studio. And she's like, that's, again, she's like, that's very strange. He'd always send a car for us, yeah, take us there, everything like that, like everything was always. There. And then 
she was like, so it was weird that they put us in this little apartment and we had to go rent a car to get to the studio that day. Oh, and she's times. like, and it was, it, well, exactly. But but from what they were using, as I was saying, he was like, pulled out his money. He whined and dined everybody. Yeah. And then they said that, and it wasn't, it, it, Jimmy was in the video. He was, it was supposed to be in the video. Yeah. They were, it wasn't until we walked on set and saw Macaulay Culkin there that we knew exactly what had happened. Like he had been. Yeah, bumped. Pe- yeah, he picked someone. Well, yeah. he had a whole new kid he was focused on because it wasn't just like, hey, you know, we hang out, we're dancing. So it was like all day, every day, holding hands in public and, and walking in the limos. It was like, that was like his, yeah, you know, relationship. That was his significant other at the time, according to the narrative, right? So yeah. it was just, uh, it was interesting to see and how the stories, the, the mothers, the kids, all of them, how they described what life was like when Michael Jackson was close to them. It was like, it was all almost identical not exactly <laughs> identical but again like you said if you're writing a story you know like, well, it can't be perfectly exact. Yeah. so if if it was written but if it wasn't it was just like and they they kept saying like we didn't have it then in fact it was wade coming forward that supposedly uh you know in, inspired or gave jimmy the strength to come forward you know and their wives are in the documentary saying like well they I didn't know any well, they, of this they, they also like, they also went to the other people and asked them if they would be a part of the documentary right and they said no would we weren't no yeah so they just found they specifically went out the six alleged kids right and they found the two that would work with them right so you know great yeah and i remember too thinking like when uh when wade was like he tried to sue the the jackson whatever foundation Mm -hmm. or whatever um they were like oprah asked him it's like so why you know if this is about coming forward and everything like that and telling the truth like why why suing and he goes i he goes i don't care about the money he goes i didn't ask for a lot i don't care about the money it was that he he said i i just know that i had gone in front of the court and i had lied and and part of my denial and part of not honoring the people who had the courage to come forward at the time i i made them look like liars. I made it harder for them to move on. I made their lives terrible because I had an opportunity to stop it from happening. And I made them look like they were crazy yeah. and that they did this, that. And he goes, and because I lied on the stand, I wanted an opportunity to go back into court and to tell it, tell the truth. Yeah. Which is not one way or the other. Like there's part of me that goes, I can understand that. Yeah. But you it, know, to, but to help right me, the wrong psychologically. For me, it's like, but you've it also just, seems, you've just admitted that you've lied on court. perjury. Yeah. Who's to say you're not lying now? hundred percent. A hundred percent. So gone. Not yeah. even not even admissible. You've shown you're capable of that before. Yeah. So it's, So I don't even believe you. Yeah. Like that's uh, that's why it's now it's focused on the other guy. Right. But if he didn't molest you, then you did tell the truth before. Yeah. <laughs> right? So it's like, oh, then then you're you are lying now, but you weren't before or you were before. It's like that's the he thing. Should, like, he which, shouldn't even be I, on the cl- well, so this way. discredited. If he if he goes on uh, if he goes back to court and says, Hey, he molested me, let's put it this way. One time he was telling the truth, one time he wasn't. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the opposite side of the card. Yeah. So at least he's got the exact same amount of you know exactly of hits. So what else? Are, we, are, we, are, are you are you good? Did you want to wrap it up? I was having fun. Yeah, well, you, it's just a heavy topic, and I'm going to get attacked by everybody. Think, no, I doubt it. My dude, my listeners are so so good because most of the time, if I'm just doing the regular podcast, we talk a lot about like enlightenment. I've had comics on this thing full on talking about like codependency and going to meetings and shit. Like they tend. To, I just yeah. Well, that's about as heavy as I get. Is you know Michael Jackson. I, I like I. Think, Somebody you know, that doesn't even concern either you or I. Yeah, <laughs> it's like ah. it's like you know like. 
like um did our favorite could, wrestler molest it's, it's, it's like this is the, a new conspiracy it's like did right. the, it did he did he or didn't he you know where's all the proof of building seven you know like right, right well i one of the things that i wanted to uh like i said i asked is is regardless of whether they did or not but let's say in a hypothetical situation because cosby and michael jackson very different different things um but despite that does that affect the work like is art not art anymore based on where it came from, right? Like there's there's fucking crazy movie directors that, you know, made great movies, but they were like, you know, Roman Polanski and shit like that. Yeah. Like, but, is, but just because they're fucked up, does that mean that the art isn't art anymore? You can't enjoy art because of, well, the know, thing is, too is, is like, like I can enjoy a sandwich that some right wing guy made. <laughs> Still a good sandwich. But here's the thing. It's like, it's like, it's like the, the thing about the Michael Jackson thing, too, is like, why do we like. You know, like, why is, like, so why can't the Michael Jackson fans just not believe it and just believe what they want to believe and yeah. then be left alone? Like, uh, you know, like, nobody at any point has taken Woody Allen theater movies out right. of the theaters. Yeah. No matter how many times Ronan, uh, Ronan um, Farrell comes and talks about his sister's molestation and comes forward and talks about it, and, and we all know that Woody you know like some young mm-hmm. it's like you know like how like why is you know i just don't understand like why does why does he get a pass i yeah well that, and that's why exactly does and it. why does and why does why does elvis get a pass why does uh why does um the what's his name uh the jerry lee lewis get a pass oh because he married his 13 year old cousin before he fucked her yeah you know it's still a pedophile you yep. know it's just uh it's so someone who's too young to understand the decision they're making and what they're doing. And not even with Jerry Lee Lewis. It's not just pedophile. It's, 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 it's also inse- incestuous. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but yet, oh, we can make a movie called Great Balls of Fire. We'll sugarcoat the, 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 the bad stuff yeah. and we'll make him look like a good guy. You know, like, get the fuck well, out of here. It goes back to what you were saying about how just like, yeah, when you're telling a story, you get to tell it exactly how you want. You get to well, admit things. There's, there's a, because the f- most famous story of Jerry Lee Lewis was he uh, He was on tour with, uh, I, I believe it was Chubby Checker, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely a black artist. And uh, I can't remember who it was. But, Jay, but Jerry Lee Lewis had the number one song in, in, in uh, Great Balls of Fire was the number one song at the time. Chubby Checker, I think, who was the headliner, had seven previous number one hits. Jerry Lee Lewis did not want to go on second last. He said, I got the number one single. I should go on last. And then they said, no, Chubby Checker has all the hits. He's going on last. So Jerry Lee Lewis went and put on such a performance, lit the fucking piano on fire, played the piano while it's on fire, and then just left the piano to fucking burn to the ground after he walked off stage. And the line that he said in the movie is just, follow that. But the line in real life was, follow that with an end bomb. Wow. You know, right. so they left out the... Fuck. I'm like, I'm like... He did not want to. He did not want to go on uh, open for a black guy because he was racist. Right. It had nothing to do with him having the number one single, but yet they took that end bomb out, and now it makes it look it changed like the whole narrative. It changed the whole narrative. Yeah. It's like it's a his performance it's, thing, it's, and not it's, a, it's his pride because yeah. he's got the number one hit. No, no, no. He was racist. Yeah. You know, so it's just like, uh, yeah. you know, but yet people still celebrate people. His music still gets played on the air, mm-hmm. you know, like, again, like people dumping music because of allegations and nothing has been proven. 
And now they're just like, well, well we're not going to play the music. I'm like, that's just ridiculous. Well, and it goes, it's a, it's part of that thing about human nature is like, you know, ignorance is bliss. It's like, hey, here's a song. Let's just, let's just listen to the music and enjoy the music. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but then when you start digging, take Michael Jackson and anyone you want, any artist, it's like, then you start digging, oh, I want to know more about this artist. I want to know more about it. It's like, you dig enough on anybody, you're going to find something skeleton, something that they're not. Yeah. Prince is know? a vault. <laughs> Prince is a vault? He's a vault. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> But it's that's an interesting like that's an interesting thing like I I think it's kind of like if you want to enjoy the art enjoy the art mm-hmm. if you want to deify or idolize the person the artist well then then you start to you know you dig deep enough you're gonna find shit it's uh I don't know man I uh, I, I I it's heavy conversation and that's the thing I mean I've got I've got shit that I've done that I'm not proud of I just like I said when I was in high school I made that Michael those Michael Jackson jokes those are not the worst things I've ever said oh but as a comic sometimes we just try to say the thing that we know is going to bother people the most because that's fun to bother people yeah you know just to stir the pot it's, it's not just, because I believe what I'm saying no I've, I've had to explain this to people before too because it's like you know when someone's like why why do guys like doing this gross stupid things it's like when a guy farts in a room and all of his friends are upset it's not it's not the fart that's funny it's the fact that you're all upset. Yeah. You know what I mean? If me walking down into a room dressed in a three-piece suit upset everyone, I would do it occasionally. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why it's fun. Why do we chase our friends with shit on a stick? Why do we <laughs> why do we throw spiders at girls? It's because you're upset. It's not because of that thing. It's the yeah. your discomfort, you being bothered is very palpable to us. So it's that's what it is. And it's it's I think that there's a lot of that in uh you know, and prejudices and things like too. Like some, sometimes it's a real thing, mm-hmm. but I think the amount of people who are getting in shit for it, it's like when you say something, it's like, I I've always said that racists are just lazy in the sense that's like, you know what I mean? Like if you're trying to insult someone the fastest way possible, Oh, that person's a different ethnicity. Boom. Hit the race. Well, they're the same as me. Sorry. No, it's okay. Oh, oh they look the same. They're the same race as me. Well, let's hit yeah. them for their size or, their beard or their glass. Like, it's just like, what's the fastest way I can hurt you? It's not that I really have something against that particular thing. Yeah. It's that, how do I hurt you the fastest? It's like, Hey, get to know me. You could really dig up some shit. That'll hurt me more than my stupid, you know, my clothes or yeah. my weight or whatever it is. So I don't know. I, I don't know if there's any validity to that, but that's what, that's the way I look at it. It actually makes me less uncomfortable when someone tries to insult me. Cause I'm like, hey, yeah. there's way, there's way worse. I have things you could make me cry if you knew and threw in my face. Oh but, yeah. But, calling me fat i'm like hey i have mirrors it's not news to me yeah and i don't even know like and like like uh, yeah, yeah like um fat people are the only people you can still make fun of and get away with and, right we joked about that the car the other night yeah it's it's <laughs> it's ridiculous you know it's um unless you're a woman can't make fun of fat chicks oh no you can oh can you oh, of course you can oh yeah 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 you can <laughs> monica monica uh courtney cox said no problem putting on a fat suit and friends and becoming a bumbling idiot she wore, wore a fat suit in that? In, in episodes of Friends, because Monica used to be fat. Oh, I never remember. And when she's fat, she wasn't hot. She wasn't cool. Right. She was this fat, you know, a fat person can't fucking walk a straight line without knocking something over because they're so fat, they can't control yeah. their jiggles. <laughs> and this is what was Monica like? She's clumsy and she's trying to cook and she's eating everything because she's fat, you know? I'm like, so. So it's, hacky. It's so, it's so hacky. I'm like, you know, and I. I Putting any any actor in a fat suit and it just like, you know, like it's just uh, it's just it's just stupid. And uh, you know, body shaming and fat shaming is 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 still somewhat acceptable. Yeah. And 
Yeah, as long as it's not Eventually a person. If you put yourself in a fat suit and you dance around, well, you're not. I might make fun of anyone. It's like, no, you're making fun of every fat person right now. You don't realize you're not making fun of one. You're making fun yeah. of all of them. Oh, everybody and loves when everybody them. loves Tropic Thunder when Tom Cruise is in the fat suit dancing at the end. Yeah, because he's playing Harvey he's Weinstein. A, he, he's, he's, <laughs> That's what, yeah. That was that was apparently the inspiration for that. He's like, I want to be Harvey Ivy Weinstein. Give me fat fingers. Yeah, and everything like that. So at first, I thought it was fucking hilarious, and the whole anger thing. They're like, that's that's mm-hmm. Weinstein. Yeah, but. Now that he's a, now it's like okay, well now we can not laugh at him because he's a horrible fucking. Yeah, but movie. that's the thing is like everybody like that's the that's the problem with Hollywood is everybody knows who the predators are. Yeah, they're just too high up to get, and it's just like you just got to stand up and just take them down. Yeah. Like you know they've done some people, uh, but you know it's just like there's so many more out there. Again, I don't know why they focus on the dead ones. Yeah, yeah. Well, because they can't fight back. People exactly. are people are cowardly. Mm-hmm. Right. That's why people attack people on the Internet instead of, you know, if you have a real grievance, if you really stand behind your convictions, people mm-hmm. on Twitter and stuff, you'd walk up to the person and you'd say it to their face. I'm not saying, you know, attack them. Yeah. But if you really feel that strongly in what you're saying, then why not say it to their face? Yeah. You know, why not give them a chance to say something back? Instead, it's just me. I'll attack you from my little bunker in the ground. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it's one really one of the things I don't like about people. Like I said, when people are being rude, it's not even like, "Hey, I have something to say." It's, I just want to hurt you. Yeah, you know. So what can I hurt you with the fastest? Mm-hmm. So that, like I said, they'll attack the stuff. The um, it was I I did a, a web series a long time ago where they had me playing a, a fat guy. Mm-hmm. They told me I was playing a dinosaur, and then when I got there, they're like, "No, like they they ordered dinosaur, but it's just you coming out." And they're like, "Can you wear like a Hawaiian shirt?" And uh, you know, actually, can you just take the shirt right off and just be like belly out? And I'm like, no, yeah, no. Like, I think they're paying me 75 bucks for the day, and I was like, no. And they're like, okay, we got you a prop. Like, so when you come out, you're eating the sandwich. They'd gone to Subway, and they'd gotten a foot long sandwich. Yeah. It was just loaded with veggies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then here's the thing: the sandwich wasn't cut into two six inch like halves. It was yeah. just, it was a full thing. So I'm like, who told you guys how to write a fat person? I'm like, do you like, like, did you, you literally had to ask them not to cut the sandwich because they will do it automatically. You had to say, no, 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 don't cut it. There's a fat person eating it. Like they, yeah. they want the whole sandwich in their hand at once. They don't have to turn around and bend over and pick up the other half, you know? And it was loaded with veggies. I'm like, this would be all meatballs and cheese and bacon. It wouldn't be, yeah. it wouldn't be a salad in a bun. Yeah. But it was just, it was all these different things about just how like, like who, I hate when thin people write fat. You yeah. know what I mean? That's yeah. the thing is like, you don't know. And there's lots of funny things about being a fat person, mm-hmm. but talk to us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we'll tell you the annoying things. I have holes in my t-shirts that I have no idea where the fuck they came from. I'm like, oh, must've got snagged on something somewhere and <laughs> didn't fucking notice. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's funny to me. Like I've had, I, I, it's funny. I had crystal like at times she'd be like, what the fuck? I just, I just feel her finger on my back while wearing a shirt. She's like, where did this hole? And I'll take the shirt off and there's a fucking, you know, yeah. size of a quarter hole. I, I have no idea where that came from. Just came. I remember getting stabbed or. Anything no. like that, right? Oh, yeah. the stains, Casey. The stains. The stains. Where do they come from? Yeah, come. I, I always joke about how I can only see. I oh, and I love your fucking joke from forever ago. What? But I, uh, I, I just, I always talk about how like when I'm wearing, I, I'm afraid to wear white because I don't know what sauces or whatever are going to get on it. Yeah, and it's funny because I'll look at a shirt and go, oh, I'm good. But I can only see as far as the horizon. Yeah, I don't know what's going on past. There might be stains. That's foreign affairs. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> But you had that great joke uh, about how, you know, you live in Toronto and you wake up and every day you can, you, erection and you can see the CN Tower. Yeah. But you're looking at it from behind the Sky Dome. Yeah. That was a fucking great it's, joke. It's a, it's not a dick joke. It's a joke about your about fat belly. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, uh, 
And that's a, that's a joke that's just like, uh, number one, I always call it Skydome. Okay. No matter what the fucking name of the thing is, everybody knows the Rogers Center as the Skydome. Skydome, yeah. And, um, and it's just, uh, it's a good joke because I'm not saying, like, the whole thing is, I'm not saying I have a big penis. <laughs> it's just because I'm standing behind the Skydome. And, like, <laughs> yeah. and then, like, when you look at the two together, the the dick is way bigger than the the stomach, but, right? Right. But if you're like lying down looking at it, you know you're not gonna you're barely gonna you know. So yeah, it's and it's a it's a funny visual, you know. <clears throat> and luckily, it's the biggest city in the country, so everyone knows exactly what you're talking about. Not only that, it's known everywhere in America. Everybody knows the Sky Dome is beside the CN Tower because of the World Series. Ah, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Blue Jays. Yeah. I can do that joke anywhere in the states. Nice. Everybody knows Toronto. The skyline, the two most identifiable things in the skyline, Sky Dome is the CN dome Tower. and the CN Tower. That's it. So it's perfect. Mic drop, kaboom. Yeah, my, <laughs> but it's but it's usually a setup joke. It's never like that joke was always in my first five minutes. Yeah, because but it's great. It's and I like it. It's it's a clever <laughs> joke. Like and like you said, I don't look at it like a dick joke. Dick's part of it. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, it's I don't look at a dick joke, and I think it's a great visual. It's funny. It's, yeah, it's a geography. It's a skyline joke. It's a city planning joke. It's a city planning joke. <laughs> I do love city. I do love city jokes. Like, like I love like, you know, um, like my favorite jokes this week are about Ottawa, about the the four twenty march happening where uh, Kamar Babar asked me to go to the four twenty march, and I was like, well, what are they marching for? And he's like, well, it's four twenty. Now, 420 is also Adolf Hitler's birthday. Yes, it is. I don't want to march for Hitler. Right. Not on not on his birthday. An odd celebration, too, to have a march. Well, <laughs> I don't even have hooker boots, let alone know how to goose step. <laughs> so, but the funny thing is, this 420 is also for smoking pot. So that's what the march is for. But the march, I said it, like, the march was a march for legalization of pot. It's legal now. Yeah. What, do you, yeah, what, what are we for? marching for? Now it's just bragging. That's not cool. So I said, I marched in the past, so I don't have to march in the future. Right. And that gets the laugh. Yeah. And then I say, I talk about having an American friend up, and uh, and he says, uh, well, those buildings are beautiful. What happens there? And he's talking about Parliament Hill. And I say, mostly yoga. <laughs> and then I say, and I said, and construction. Construction so, and yoga. Yeah, because for those of you who don't know, uh, in the summertime and in the spring and in the fall, um, on Parliament Hill, they do yoga at noon. And you'll very often see the hill filled with people just doing fucking yoga. And uh, I think it's quite funny, uh, but quite cool as well. And then yeah, You can't um, do that on the White House lawn. You can't do that in the White House lawn. <laughs> no, you can't be doing – Trump hates yoga. Um, he would take the mothers though. He would go. That'd be a lot of pussy grabbing that day. Go out front like, and just grabbing. I'm an instructor. I'm a bet. I'm no one knows no knows yeah. yoga. But I don't do Trump impressions, but no one knows yoga better than me. Yeah. I'll tell you the pose. I know the greatest <laughs> yoga. I I eat some of the uh, yo play is my favorite yoga yeah. ever. <laughs> I love ever, the fruit. Ever, ever. It's delicious. When I put it in, I don't even care if the date's expired on the yoga. Yeah. I love to eat the. It's yo- yogurt. Is your what you're thinking? 
Yogurt is a, is an exercise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My favorite pose is presidential. Yeah, that's where. <laughs> yeah, I've been holding that pose a very long time. He's gonna win. <laughs> He's gonna win the next election, and it's uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like there's like that's the thing too. Is like if you if you are a Trump supporter and you come out and you tell people that you're vilified, like you're the fucking problem, and it's just like. I just don't, you know, you might have one or two reasons why you like Trump and this is that. Like, look at, I, the last election I voted for Trudeau. In the previous elections, I voted NDP. I voted NDP, yeah. I didn't, and I didn't the NDP is the party that I relate the most to. But Trudeau was the only one that said he was legalizing pot. And that's something <laughs> that affects my everyday life. Right. You, well, that's the thing is you have to have, I, I, my, my position, I'm not a big political guy. I'm not. I fucking hate the news. I, I just, so many things I can't do anything about. Mm-hmm. Um, I said this before. It's like when you show me a video of like China having a eat dog festival, I'm like, I can't affect that. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe I can very unlikely, but I don't think I can affect that. So thanks for just ruining my day. Telling me that that's a thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or if someone shows a video of some guy beating a dog, oh, let's make sure this never happens. How? That already happened. Yeah. I can't do anything to stop that guy happening. You just made me feel bad about something I can't. And I find that the news is varying degrees of that. It's like, hey, did you know there was a tsunami that killed a bunch of people? I'm like, great. Was I supposed to do something about it? Yeah. What could I have done? Not enough squirrels. Thanks for telling me. Not enough squirrels water skiing on the news. Too many <laughs> tsunamis. Dude, my whole Facebook feed is animal videos. Uh, like the cute <laughs> animal stuff. I don't, I don't actively do it, but every now and again, I'll see a video. I'm like, and that's getting shared because that's fun. Yeah. And I, but I'm, I'm also very empathetic. I, I feel horrible that there's so much bad shit happening to, to people and animals and stuff. But- I've just been like, yeah, fuck news. But in terms of my political stuff, I've always been like, A, you should vote. A lot of people are like, well, I don't like the candidates, so I'm not voting. Vote or they take it away. It's like, uh, you know, Ward used to tell me that about eating eating at stand-up shows. He's like, a lot of places you go and they just, they'll offer you a meal or a drink or something. He goes, take it, even if you're not hungry, even if you're not thirsty, nibble, have a drink, but take it because there's a, the amount of places where like they'll offer to the comments, they're like, oh no, we're good. And then the next year they don't offer it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So just varying degrees of that. It's like vote or eventually if there's just so many people that don't want to vote. I mean, they'd be more than happy to just decide amongst themselves who gets it. Mm. So vote. It's important. If you're like, well, I don't, I don't know the candidates. Or there's no one I want to vote. Okay. Well, that's on you. That should, that should be your only job in terms of government is that once every four years, you actually sit down for a couple of days and you figure out what people are running on and what yeah. their platform is. And, and then just vote for the one that affects you. I don't mm. expect anybody to, to, you know, I don't think everyone should vote left or everyone should vote right. I think people have different values. Just find out which one claims to have the same values as you. Yeah. Or and get as close as you can to it. That's it. But yeah. don't be like, I'm not voting. Fuck, these guys suck. It's like, well, what do you know about them? Nothing. Well, that's that's not yeah. their fault. That's your fault for not yeah. knowing. So I guess I'm just in a very long way good on you for going, hey, man, I normally vote NAP, but this is something that actually matters to me. Mm-hmm. And it's the closest thing that I think is going to affect my life. So you get my vote. I yeah. think there's nothing wrong with that. No, and that's the thing is like I'd rather listen to what the people are saying and voting for what they you know like, and uh, and, and the thing with with uh, with with Trump is a lot of people do feel that they can relate to him, and that's the number one they thing. Can't read either. What's that? <laughs> I said they, they can't, can't read, read either. either or whatever. Maybe who knows? <laughs> but but the, you know people always want to feel that they can relate to the politician. They want to feel that they can have a beer with the politician. Like right. they can sit down and have a beer. That's the type of guy you can sit down and have a beer with. You know, 
That's the type of politics. You know. I feel like they would just be sitting there telling telling fucking racist one liners to each other. Well, what do you think? Ha- what, do you, what do you think happens during a beer in a bar? Yeah, <laughs> that's what that's a yeah. guy gonna have a beer with. Yeah, because yeah. that's what you want to talk about. But um, he's gonna win. It. He's gonna win it again. They don't even know who's gonna run against him. The the people. He already beat the devil. i love i love how burr refers to hillary he's like she's just she's a made guy you know yeah she's got the blood money and all that stuff and all of her tours like yeah she's a made guy but but yeah trump just coming out and yeah i don't know i i i think again going back to burr he says it last election was 3 a.m at the bar Mm -hmm. you know you got to go home with somebody the choices aren't good but you got to take somebody home so who you gonna go with norm norm (laughs) norm mcdonald goes uh Said uh, he goes. Uh, there's um, actually I shouldn't do his material on stage. I mean on the show. Why not? But you you gave him credit for it. You're not taking. Credit oh well, Norm McDonald. He just had a joke about. Um, he's like uh, he goes. A lot of people ask me what I feel about what I feel about uh, Trump, and he's like I think uh, Trump won because he was the only man running. <laughs> Sure, there was a woman, but what a fine time for that fucking experiment to happen. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. the way he delivers it type, type, type thing. But it's just so funny. And then he says, he goes, there are books that you can read um, that, uh, that um, they say you can't, you can't read a book by its cover. But there's one book you can, you can read the entire book just by its cover, and it only has four words on it. And the book is, uh, what happened... Hillary Clinton. <laughs> so, you know, and that's the thing is like. What people, a fucking great title for a book. What happened? Yeah. Which almost makes you look stupid just having that title. Like, yeah, because you, know, you, you can't even reflect. You, yeah. He, but he's so right. You happened. Yeah. It's like, you're like, you're the type of women, you're the type of woman that women hate. Yeah. You know, it's just like. Oh, I, I, this, this, okay. So th- this was, uh, you know, uh, we should wrap up soon just because I feel like I'm stealing your whole day, but yeah, I'm, yeah. Ha- I'm having fun. I hope you're having fun. Yeah, yeah, too. yeah. But we should wrap up soon because yeah. I got stuff to do too. Yeah. Um, was the whole uh, watching watching it unfold. So Bernie was my guy. Mm-hmm. Bernie, I believed in that guy. I was Bernie, like, that but the was... problem with the knock on Bernie is he's an NRA guy. Oh, is he? Yes, but everything else he's great on. Because remember, Bernie was out the last election. Bernie, 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 Bernie was out there. Yeah. And then what happened? The Miami gay club shooting. Mm. And then Bernie disappeared. Yeah, because the NRA. Because the NRA argument. You know, yeah. and then uh, that's, you, you know, you want to get rid of Bernie? Have a mass shooting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the thing that I really didn't like was after after he was out, he was like, you got to support Hillary. She's the one. And I'm like. Guess what, fucker? You're the one who gave us all the reasons not to support her. Yeah. And now you're just like, you got to support her. I'm like, nope. Uh, Hillary, I don't respect because she just her husband quit. cheated on her. Yeah. And she stuck around for the money. Well, guess what? You want to lead the country. You've already shown that your values are someone can deceive you and then you'll just let it slide. It's, That's not somebody I want leading my country. Did you ever see where Norm matters. where Norm went on The View and he's like, uh, how's everything going? Goes, Aside from having a... A murderer as a president, I think we're all okay. Yeah, and then and then and then immediately, uh, Barbara Walters like, no, 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 we're not, no, 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 we're not going down this. But Norm was like, one someone like what? And he goes, oh, you know, Hillary and uh, Bill Clinton, they they killed someone. They had someone killed. Do you not know that? He said it on the View, and it's just yeah. like, but it's true. Like they they were involved in a murder and a cover up. Oh and, yeah, yeah, apparently, and. Uh, and uh yeah it's it's crazy it's uh it's crazy you know that 
He went. He's just such a badass. He's just the Norm? fucking cool. Yeah, he's the coolest. I I like his stuff a lot. I'm not. I was never a big fan of him on SNL. Um, I, Weekend Update. I liked, but I just didn't like him in sketches. What are you talking about? They, I, you know what? He says that himself, and I called him. I like. I I call it bullshit because Norm is brilliant in sketches. He's a brilliant. You're, you're telling. Okay, for, it wasn't for me. Well, you, you I love his stand up. Well, what what about was, so? Okay, so do you realize if Bob Dole would have won? Norm would have been Bob Dole for four years. Norm's Bob Dole was great. Bob Dole. Uh, Bob. Bob Dole's in the real world? That was a great fucking sketch. Oh, the way sketch. he constantly refers to himself, yeah. I'm not saying everything, but well, just wait, overall. Wait, wait, I'm going to name some more sketches. Okay. Uh, his, Dave, his, uh, his performance of David Letterman, the David Letterman sketch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's so fucking great. They only did it once or twice, but that was enough. Um, there was another great Norm performance where... Um, Oh, he, uh, or where he used to do Larry King on the show. Fantastic. Like Norm said, I don't, I don't do good in sketches. I'm like, you're brilliant. Turd Ferguson. Come on. Burt Reynolds. The fucking Norm McDonald, Burt Reynolds. Like uh, the celebrity Jeopardy. He could do characters, but I guess it was that I didn't like when he was just an actor in a sketch. Oh, because when he had to play himself, he was horrible. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I didn't like him in sketches. He's not, he's not but, a good actor. But he also wasn't delivering like comedy. Like I like his take, so he disappears into a character very well, I mm-hmm. find. And I like his stand-up. But in terms of just him as a cast member, because there were some cast members that they were always great and whatever. Like Kevin Nealon was great. You put him in whatever. Yeah. He would always do a great job. And his characters were good. And his stand-up is good. But, uh, you know, I and here's the thing, too. I, I don't like David Spade's stand-up. But well, he's, that's a great, he's a great sitcom actor. Like he, oh, I yeah, yeah. loved him in Just Shoot Me. Yeah, but Norm... Is a great at impersonations. Yes. And nobody ever realized because he downplays it. And he's always been good. Brad Lyons will tell you that Norm does a wicked Howie Wagman. Okay. And Norm used to always do a wicked uh, um, uh, Brian Mulroney okay. back in the day because that's who was the prime minister. Right, of course. So I'm like, he's always been able to do impersonations. Hmm. And when you watch on Saturday Night Live, there's maybe one sketch that I love that Norm did because he wasn't in many sketches, but. Um, that he did where he wasn't in uh, in a sketch. It was a, on uh, Sylvester Stallone was the host, and uh, Norm is in a car accident, and he's with a woman or with someone else, and he's in a car accident. He's in, he's in the car and he's dying, and Sylvester Stallone shows up and he's like, "Somebody give me some help! We gotta get this guy in the car," you know. And then Norm's like, eh. and then Norm goes, "Wait a minute, hey, aren't hey, you hey, as?" Sylvester Stallone? He's like, yeah, 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 but that's not important now. What's important is we get you out alive. Oh, my God. The, I'm being saved by the guy who was in Star... You know, the guy that was in Rhinestone. And all he does is he just... it. The sketch turns into Norm just shredding apart Sylvester, uh, Sylvester Stallone's IMDb. Yeah. You know, the part he's like, there's one part where he moves, he goes, stop! And he goes, what? And he goes, or my, or my mom almost sucked. <laughs> yeah, or oh, my mom, yeah, 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 yeah. or my mom will shoot sucked. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, he goes, and so at the very end, he dies. And then, um, and then they're like, oh, we wouldn't save him. And then Will Ferrell shows up, and Will Ferrell's the paramedic. And he's like, whoa, he goes, oh, he's got a video here, Rambo. And then he goes, oh, maybe he was a fan of mine after all. Oh, nope, sorry. It's a porno. It's called Rambone. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. And that's how the sketch ends. Yeah. But it was a, it's a great, 
no, it's very funny that like, and it's fun to see the actual actor there taking the shit at the same time. Exactly. Yeah, it's not just making fun of someone's career, but you get to basically see them. And you also have that famous story of Norm during the Twilight Zone sketch where Pamela Anderson had the pig nose. So okay. there's this there's this famous sketch. And I'm sure her tits hanging out too. Well, no, yeah. So. Chris Kattan was all excited. He's like, I'm going to make out with Pam Anderson. I'm going to make out with Pam Anderson. I'm going to be in a sketch with Pam Anderson. You know? And uh, and Jim Brewer tells a story. And Jim Brewer was like, you know, like, uh, Kattan was always like that. A hot girl would come on. He's like, I'm going to make out with her. I'm going to He's like, okay, whatever. So he goes, but Norm was like, don't anybody, don't anybody put me in your stupid sketches. I just do weekend up there. Don't put me in your fucking sketches. He's like, but when Norm was in a sketch, he always nailed it. And they said, he was doing a Twilight Zone sketch. And, um, you know, so the, during the dress rehearsal, Norm's like not taking it seriously. And Chris Catan's like, Norm, you got to do the Twilight Zone voice. You can't be like, he's like, imagine if you will, the Twilight Zone, you know, he's yeah, using yeah, his yeah, regular yeah. voice. And he's like, Norm, do the sketch right, do the sketch right. So they're about to go on the air and he's still rising Chris Catan. And, and, and he's like, Norm, you better do the voice right. Are you going to do the voice? Are you going to do the voice right, Norm? You're going to fuck it all up for all of us. Wow. And then, and then this little is, bitch. and they're count, they're counting down. They're like five, four, and then Anar goes, "Hey, uh, Pam, you know, uh, Chris Kattan's a huge gay," and then he's like, ah, and "He goes," and then it goes, "And you're on." He goes, and then Norm goes, "Imagine if you will." You know, he does Perfectly. the perfect firelight voice, yeah. and Jim Brewer goes, "Just put Kattan in his fucking spot," and like, you know, he goes, "Norm is the absolute pro," and I love listening to Silent Live guys that idolize Norm. That make, you know, that like, because he's just like, he's my favorite, like, of all time. I don't think he's the best cast member, but I think I think he's the best Weekend Update guy. And uh, I think he's very underrated for everything else that he did on the show. Um, well, apparently his very last, like, this is what it said. can't remember where I read this, but it was like, he got fired because his Weekend Update started with, uh, right after the OJ trial, he opened the weekend update with, uh, this just in, murder is now legal in the state yeah. of California. He's also the first person to coin the phrase fake news. Oh, is he? He used to say, this is uh, fake news. He used to call it the fake news. Yeah. So Donald Trump takes credit, but Donald Trump didn't normally say fake news in the 90s. Oh, yeah. And well, and also Trump has let it known that he loves watching TV. Like when his tweets are about the ratings on a show and not something important that a president should be doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then you know he doesn't give a fuck. Well, I think Trump. I think Trump. Like as much as he likes being president, he'd much rather be back on Apprentice, yeah. Celebrity Apprentice, and he doing just that. wants attention. Honestly, mm-hmm. he's insecure and he wants attention. His favorite part, and he is, got a shitload of it running for president. But now he doesn't get the attention he wants. He wants to be on TV and, yeah. and everything like that. His, he wants to be back with people. People don't watch regular presidential stuff mm-hmm. as much as they watch the election, right? Yeah. And the and the 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 run for it, the campaigning. Yeah. So now he doesn't get the attention he wants. So it's like, okay, we'll go back to the stuff that gets me attention. So, um, okay. So I love SNL. I'm a big SNL fan. Do you still watch it? I still watch uh, weekly. But the best thing is now. Weekly, really? Well, the best thing is you can watch them all, all, the, all the sketches on YouTube now. Right. Of course. That's the best way to watch it now is just watch, watch the sketches what you want. Um, I still try to watch full episodes every now and again, but it's very difficult because of our jobs. Right. Um, but when it comes to, I love debating the greatest of all time who are the greatest cast members and what i have for my arguments is i base it on two separate categories because when rolling stone came in with the top 
145 fucking cast members in order, and Norm was the last. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. He was 145. Yeah, they put that him. Seems like, too they far. put him dead last. That team. That seems way too far. They, they, Robert Downey Jr. should not be ahead of Norm McDonald. And was Norm, that, was Robert Downey Jr. a regular cast member? Yes, he was. Really for one year. Um. So, anyways, um, I based it on two things. I based it on number one, what you did on the show. And how well you did it, and your effect on the show, and your effect on pop culture, and how big you were on the show, right? And and how important you were on the show, and how many characters and everything like that. So that's number one. It's like, did you dominate the right. show? And then number two is your career after leaving the show. How well did you do in your career after you leaving the show? How well did you dominate? But that that's going to reflect on your Saturday Night Live career. How well you did afterwards? Well, if I you're think- categorizing them for like their how good of a cast member you were. Well, because, because the thing is, is like a lot of people, like if you're just judging cast members, like because I think a lot of people look at Saturday Night Live like the X-Men of comedy. This is a school where they go to be really, really good. I can see that. I can see that. But, you're, you, but like when you, when you make Saturday Night Live, you're expected to go on and have a career afterwards that's going to be great. Yeah. So not so much the X-Men as the Xavier School for the Gifted. That's what I mean. Sorry. I thought you meant like these are the best of the best. I was like. No, but the, no, some but of I them see are. you're saying. You're going there to learn to be X-Men. Yeah. yeah. So I think to be a great SNL person, not only did you have to do it while you were on the show, but you have to, to continue. you have to continue doing it through your career afterwards. Right. So with that said. Well, then Norm for sure. Well, Norm is, is high up there. You've got uh, no. I don't. I don't have Norm up. I don't have even like my top five are very like top five is very easy. Steve for Martin. Me. Steve Martin was never a cast member. I thought he was. No, I he thought was, in the early uh, days he was always crazy? a guest. No. Well, Bill Murray for sure. Bill Murray was only one season. Yeah, but that still counts, right? Uh, yes, but Chris like, Rock as well. Chris Rock was only a couple of years as well. Yeah. So, so like Bill but, Murray, you look at the after career, brilliant, fantastic, but only one season on the show. Same with Chevy, Chevy right. only one season of the show. Fan, oh no, Bill, Bill so had then no, longevity. Sorry, sorry, Bill had no. Bill had more seasons. Bill had like four seasons. Chevy only had one. Okay. So Bill is better than Chevy, even though Chevy was better on the show maybe than Bill was originally. But the fact is, is Chevy's career afterwards was fantastic. But uh, you know, but but his show on the show, even though he's only on one year, that puts him below Bill Murray. Who had a, a, a you know right. more years on the show and just as a great as career, actually a better career afterwards than Chevy Chase. Right, you're gonna uh, have guys like Will Ferrell on there then. Well, Will Ferrell's uh, Will Ferrell's number three on my list. Oh yeah, number you got Chris Farley. Chris Farley he is, didn't have a huge career afterwards, well, but, but you die the die early really helps you and it keeps you up. But Farley's not top ten. No, Sandler obviously on the Sandler's list number because, two. Yeah, so who's number number one? Number one, Sandler Farrell. Number one. I, now, here's the thing. I, my, my SNL, like, I knew it during the Sandler spade, yeah. those kind of days. Feral could, so I don't know a, a ton before. Farrell could pass Adam Sandler because. You didn't put Dennis Miller in number one. No, 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 no. Because, okay, no. okay. again, it's what they've done on the show, how much, like, Adam Sandler was not as valuable as Will Farrell was on the show. Will Farrell was dominant. Right. But Sandler's much like career post is so it's, undeniable. Sandler's only made, like, five bad movies that did not make money. Even the movies okay. that he made that, that were terrible, they all made right. money. If we're going on the capital part, but in and terms yeah. of a bad movie to watch, like as a fan, I spent the same amount on each one. And some of them, I'm like, I'll give you more. Yeah. More than five, I did not like. But 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 the thing is, is Adam Sandler with Happy Madison being so successful, and the way he looks after his people, and the way yep. after. But the thing is, is Will Ferrell 
is becoming that too now, going into the production side. And so eventually I think Will Ferrell will probably pass Adam Sandler because of what Will Ferrell did on the show was greater than Sandler. Sandler was a secondary player that rose because like he wasn't Dana Carvey. No. And he wasn't Phil Hartman. (sighs) Number one, you're not you know Mike Myers number one, right? No, Mike Myers is a hack. Mike Myers is the type of guy that you know he's not Mike Myers is not even friends with anybody in From Saturday Live except for Lauren. Right. He's the guy that kisses Lauren's ass. You know, and and I and I don't and I think Mike Myers is a one trick pony because he uses that Scottish accent and everything. He did it in So I Married Fat an Axe Murderer, Shrek. Fat Bastard, Shrek. Uh, if it's not Scottish, it's crap. Was on the show. Right. The, he does it over and over and over again, and it's just enough, enough. So, but number one is is not even is the guy who saved the show. Eddie Murphy is the greatest cast okay. member, and not only that, I wasn't sure if Eddie Murphy. And, was and, and not only that, Eddie Murphy is the highest grossing african-american actor in the history of film um some people will argue samuel jackson but samuel jackson was not i wasn't the, thinking that Mor- morgan freeman came to mind but i doubt it he no it's eddie, Mur- it's eddie murphy and and, and <coughs> the reason it's Sorry. eddie murphy and samuel jackson but the thing is is samuel jackson's in movies like jurassic park so that's not money automatically and and star wars yeah. and all this stuff they're not samuel jackson movies Every movie Eddie Murphy's in it's is Eddie an Eddie Murphy. Murphy movie. Right. Samuel Jackson's a bit. Samuel Jackson's first movie was an Eddie Murphy movie. Really? Yeah, Coming to America. So oh, cool. you know, uh, so Eddie Murphy saved the show, and then and then none of that has had the most brilliant fucking movie career even to this day. Like Oscar nominated performances, hilarious fucking franchises. Uh, you know everything that he did, like and 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 hills and valleys, but he was always able to come back. Right, Vampire in Brooklyn, <laughs> Nutty yeah. Professor, boom, Nutty Professor two, <laughs> yeah, exactly. the Crumps, yay, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, but like he always was able to come back, and he and he always is. So Eddie Murphy's my number one, Adam Sandler is my number two right Will now. Ferrell's Will Ferrell's number three, and then number four is Tina Fey. Yep, Tina Fey yep. had a brilliant career on the show. I'm not a Tina Fey fan. But I can admit... But 30 Rock afterwards is huge. 30 Rock was big for her. And you know what? Mean Girls is one of the greatest movies ever. She I wrote that? Fuck, yeah, she wrote that while she was on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. I love Mean Girls. It's my favorite girl movie next to maybe Drop Dead Gorgeous. Both of those yeah, movies... Yeah, Drop Dead Gorgeous is a great fucking movie. Hysterical. Fucking great dark hysterical, comedies. They're yeah. both dark comedies. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Dark absolutely. motherfucking comedies that are powered by brilliant yeah. women I, I only give it to Drop Dead Gorgeous only because I don't feel like Drop Dead Gorgeous was made for younger girls. Mean Girls, I feel like you get the teenies watching it and then the adults getting the darker humor. Yeah. I feel like Drop Dead Gorgeous, adult humor. Well, it's definitely, it's definitely the darker of the two. Yeah. Like... Oh fuck! It was funny. <laughs> that was a fucking funny movie. It, it is. It's it's very underrated. Um. So so then you Who's know number five. Number just just because you got you gave us one through four, and I feel like just to round it out, unless you know all your well, no 10. no five five I have Dan Aykroyd, okay. original cast yep. member. Uh, he's a Ghostbuster. He's a Blues Brother. He's had a great career onward, nominated for Oscars. Yep. Still produces stuff and still is in stuff today. Yep. Hometown boy. Hometown boy. You know, yep. so, so, so Dan Aykroyd. Know, I got Casey is also from Ottawa, and as is Dan Aykroyd, as is Norm MacDonald, as is uh, uh, John Doerr, Jeremy Hotz. Rich Little. Rich Little. Oh, fuck. A lot. I, I hope you guys know who Rich Little is. Speaking of great impersonators. Yeah. Um, it's too bad. Um, Norm had Rich Little on his show. Brilliant. It was great. And yeah. Norm was like, uh, Asking him to do certain prime ministers because they were his mom's for a favorite impersonation. <laughs> I love that. 
Um, the uh, so that those are my top five, and then you know uh, as we go down, like they're they're you know you would go farther and farther and like uh, the different years and the different categories. Like obviously, um, Amy Poehler has done very well mm-hmm. for herself on the show and afterwards. Um, but then you have like Sherry, Ota- Sherry Terry dominated the show. But where the fuck did she go? Yeah, a couple little movies. Same with um, Molly Shannon. Molly Shannon. Molly Shannon had did a couple superstar, whatever. But now she's just a big... Oh, no, no. I'm not thinking of the wrong person. I'm she's just wrong. little pieces here and there. But I love Molly Shannon. But she'd be... For uh, the girls... Kate I was McKinnon. thinking... You know who I was thinking of? It was um, uh, Mo Collins. Mo Collins has a shitload of voice work now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Mad TV, different monster. And uh, and yeah, so, the, so there's just so many. Like the original cast... Uh, Jane Curtin has had a brilliant career, mm-hmm. like Third Rock from the Sun, uh, Kate and Alley were hugely successful shows, as well as her run on the fucking original thing, right? You know, but then of course you have Gilda Radner who died early. So, so you, the, I think the people that were great on the show that died early, I just sort of put them all t- clumped together. Like I put Belushi, Farley, Radner, just all one number ten or something like that, like. These are the fucking people that that had it all set up for yeah, them. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, they could have been, and unfortunately, they all died early. Yeah. Um, Rob Schneider. Does, I mean, he was he was you know, he was yeah. a guy who did not really have much on the show, right? And really, did not have much after the show. You don't like, think so? Well, everything he has is like he's he's he, a big fish out of water guy. Everything That's he his has, movies. but everything he has has been given to him by Sandler. You think so? They're all Sandler movies that he makes. Yeah, but we don't. We don't. Um, he even jokes. He's like, "Welcome to my house on Cribs. This is the house that Sandler built." Come no, on I in. know, but I'm saying, but but if we're talking about the career they've had since, like, are we talking about how much of it is based on their own merits or just the career in general? Just the career in general. Because I think Schneider now Schneider Deuce Bigelow is great. Yeah, I got to give Deuce Bigelow is great, but he started to do all these. All of his movies were fish out of water. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm a guy who's a gigolo that doesn't know how to be a gigolo. I'm a guy who's a an anim- a man who's an animal. I don't know how to be an animal. I'm a guy who's, you know, oh, I'm in prison. I'm Big Stan. I'm in prison. I don't know how to be yeah. in prison. It's always a fish out of water characters mm-hmm. for him. Is I don't I'm this, but I don't know how to be. Rab Schneider is a stapler. Yeah. <laughs> Some South Park. I don't know if you saw that. No. It but- was like every they were throughout the course of an episode, it was just constantly these Rob Schneider trailers. Mm-hmm. Rob Schneider was a regular guy until one day. Like the freaking needle on yeah. the record, he becomes a carrot, and now he's finding out that being a carrot's not all. It's just so stupid. Yeah, but that's basically every Rob Schneider movie. I but I think he's been in a lot of stuff, but yeah, he hasn't. Uh, Grown Ups is just a great opportunity for them to hang out and make money together. That's all that is. But I but I love it. I love it because Kevin like, James ever a cast member? No, Kevin okay. James is played just plays Farley. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah. I, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, because it's like yeah, you know, it's a, that's gotta suck when they're all talking about things back in the day. And Kevin James is like, eh, "Can you want to hear a King Queen story?" <laughs> Even King of Queens, I don't think was around back then. No, no, they're like, yeah. So you it's know. interesting too how like we were talking about Ghostbusters earlier, but how the cast. It's funny because that's like a half and half SNL cast, half and half SCTV cast. What's that? Uh, Ghostbusters, right? Because you got Murray and Aykroyd from Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. but then you have Harold Ramis. And and uh, what's his face, Rick Moranis from yeah. SCTV. Yeah, but but uh, also, but the the thing is, is, is Ackroyd, It was a Second City guy from Toronto originally, right. right? So he would have known all those guys, and so was Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis was a Second City guy from yeah. Toronto as well. Yeah. So uh, even though he was American, like they they went from Toronto to Chicago back and forth, right? Yeah. All the time, and 
a lot of these guys met like in uh, fucking Jesus Christ Superstar uh, was production where uh, you know Martin Short met Paul Schaefer in that fucking production yeah. like they all met each other and all that oh yeah there's always I mean and it's also if you're doing a, a sketch show you're aware of what other sketch shows there are and, and you know what's yeah. going on like you, you make friends with the, the well that's well, the great thing was when Martin Short was on Saturday Live Norm said we'd like to do this Jeopardy sketch but it's basically just half wits. He's like, uh, I want to know if you will let us do a half wits, and but we're going to use celebrities, and we're going to make it Jeopardy, so it's not really half wits. And then and they said, yeah, well, Joe is the the other writer besides me, so they called Joe Flaherty, and yep. Norm asked him for permission if they could rip off half wits and make the Jeopardy sketch, which is now a legendary fucking Silent Live sketch. Yeah. But it, if you ever go back and you want to watch uh, the, the Half Wits, just type it in on YouTube, Guessy TV, Half Wits, and it's so fucking funny. Because yeah. Martin Short does that character with the bad uh, skin complexion. Yeah. And, and he's just, he doesn't, he's so fucking dumb. He doesn't yeah. get anything. <laughs> so, and the others are doing their. It's such a great thing. I, I loved Martin Short's Jiminy Glick character. Yeah. Just how weird an interview. Well, and he's so fucking yeah, odd. There's somebody, and this other guy, fat suit. Just I did a not, fat suit and be a fat weirdo. But I didn't mind him because he wasn't making fun of the... Yes, he was making fun of the grotesque things about him. But the character was so over... Well, let me... Just tell me about a little thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the high to the deep voice. I was... Yeah. <laughs> and he wasn't making it wasn't about being fat it was just part of that character. no he's annoying yeah yeah like fat people um you know <laughs> they're always like where do we want to eat again tonight yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, short, it's even hard to hold your voice up yeah. sometimes when you're fat <laughs> martin short is uh is great and he he's his book is awesome because it's all about i've had a great career failing upwards <laughs> Everything I've done has failed, but I've proceeded to move upwards somehow, yeah. and I've been entitled this great life. Yeah. And it's uh, it's really true. It's like fuck yeah, every a lot of his movies bombed, you know. Like maybe um, Three Fugitives was a hit, and fucking Three Amigos, but anything else with three not in the title did not do well. Which was all of his other movies, you know. Yeah. So like, what about Hungry I Shrunk the Kids? Rick Moranis. So yeah. You know, all right, who All right. brought the dog? Yeah, oh, great line, one of my favorites. Well, listen, I'm going to give you back your afternoon. I had a great time. I just want to steal your whole day. No, this was great. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Thanks and, for doing uh, buddy. You're in Ottawa, so just anyone who's listening to this, of course, when it comes out, Casey Corbin is available uh, in Ottawa at Absolute Comedy, is available. Um, he's in Ottawa. You got to come check him out. Uh, you guys are going to be getting this Friday morning, so just know that you got two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, two shows Sunday. If you're in Kingston, you can come out of the, uh, come out and see me in Kingston. And uh, if the week after that, if you're in uh, Hamilton, you can come see me in Hamilton. So where are you at Hamilton? The Levity Night, the Levity uh, Comedy Club. Sweet. So yeah, and then after Hamilton, uh, Halifax. If you want to see me in Halifax at the Yuck Yucks, so you can see me there. So nice, there you go. Yeah. So, and you have a uh, an album that's relatively new. Different jokes, do it. But you can check me out on Spotify. Um, Vampires are popular, and Turtle Crossing are also on Spotify as well. They so, can't get them on Apple. You can get them on Apple. Apple okay. Music has all this, all those available, as well as iTunes. Is there so, somewhere where you prefer that? Is there a better place for them to get it for you? 
Um, well, if you want for free, Spotify or Apple Music. But if you want to purchase one, uh, go to iTunes and purchase a CD there. Different Jokes, Vampires Are Popular, and Turtle Crossing, my three CDs that are available online. Nice. Thank you for being here, my friend. Guys, go see Casey. He's hilarious. one of my favorite guys to work with. We always have a good time. Uh, thanks for doing the show, buddy. Don't judge me because of Michael Jackson. I'm just not convinced yet. <laughs> I'm going to watch Spotlight. You watch Finding Neverland. Leaving- we keep calling it Finding Neverland. It's Leaving Neverland. So yeah. poor, poor Finding Neverland has gotten a black eye over the course of this episode. <laughs> but thanks for being here, buddy. I had a great no time. No problem. Thanks for having me.